like I like. This hey Google, life. play the Reigns of Castamere. All right, the Reigns of Castamere by Sigur Rós, playing on Spotify. Thanks, mate. Oh. Pause. Have to say hey, it. Google. <laughs> Pause. Hello. Welcome to the third cat recap episode that we're doing for Game of Thrones. Yep. This is going to be seasons five and six and a quick run over of season seven yeah um i'm nick i'm joe hi i'm john welcome welcome thanks yeah yep, good to see um, you again good so, to see yep. so um last two episodes we we, we we had um sources um joe was reading them out and we kind of did um well, gave our views on it so we're gonna go yep. for that again i believe Episode by episode recap uh, of each ep- episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, all right. So, so would you well, like to begin? Let's make a start on season five then. Yes. Um, season four obviously ended with Tywin's death. Did, yeah. yeah. That's where we're and, at. Uh, Tyrion on his way to wherever. Yes. Um, one of the, worth one mentioning of... with this, like my, my members of season five and six are so hazy and sketchy that... Yeah, we'll, we'll just see how it goes. But I haven't, I haven't rewatched it as I mentioned before. So me and me and uh, Nick have recently rewatched this, so we we should we should be able to. You can bring us some book knowledge. I was, yeah. was going to say around this point is where the book stops as well, isn't it? Though, so uh, is at the end of yeah, the five? end of season five, pretty much. Yeah. yeah so yep. Season six, we're going in without any book knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a start and see how see how we go. Okay. Um, so I'm using for season five the recap I've got is from EntertainmentWeekly.com. Okay, uh, a rep- reputable source. Yeah, very good. Uh... You, you're welcome, Entertainment Weekly, for your spike in viewers. <laughs> uh, so episode one, uh, the balance of power starts to readjust in the wake of Tywin's death. Up north, Stannis fails to persuade the wildlings to join his army and march on Winterfell. Across the sea, Varys tries to convince a drunk Tyrion to throw his support behind Daenerys, who is currently struggling with the politics of ruling. Down south, Cersei and Jaime grieve their father's passing as Marjorie plots to pull herself out from under the former's thumb. So, so let's break that down then. So the first point um, is pretty much the introduction of the, uh, the, the, the sparrows, isn't it? I think. Um, that, cause, like, the, balance, the, the balance of power and like... Because he's not there to keep everything in check. Is is season five when the the, spa, the high sparrow comes into it? Yeah, it's a season it? five. Yeah, it's oh. literally as soon as T- um, Tywin dies um, that they kind of see their opportunity and come mm. into. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm I'm just going off a vague memory here, but like because Tywin dies, it's like a power vacuum, like and everyone's then in King's Landing struggling for that. To take his place as you know the yeah. the kind of the the ruler behind the scenes kind of thing, and the sparrows come into it because they're Cersei's way of she thinks clinging onto power and like they'll they'll 
and kind of give her power, kind of but it actually backfires on her, kind of thing. Like, and, kind of trying to dethrone uh, Marjorie, wasn't exactly, it? Exactly, well. yeah, yeah. And um, we'll mention that, like I said, up north, uh, Stannis is trying to get the wildlings to join his army uh, to go to Winterfell. Yeah, yeah he, um, he doesn't do a very good job of it, does he? No, no, no one has ever got the wildlings to bend the knee after before. To no, no. apart from Mans Raider kind of thing. The, I mean, yeah. he, he didn't even get them to bend the knee, though. Did he? Like that, no, that, exactly. That, yeah, that's his yeah. whole thing, isn't it? Yeah. This is the first episode which has a, a flashback on it, from as far as I can tell, at least for the season. Okay. Um, Cersei, uh, you see a younger version of Cersei and a witch prophesizing that all of the children would die and her reign as queen wouldn't last. Yeah, and the prophecy is that she'll die at the hand of her, at the hands of her brother, which she interprets as Tyrion, but will probably end up being Jaime. Yeah, you know? yeah. This is also the episode where Stannis burns Mance at the stake for refusing to bend the knee. Yeah, yeah. this is what I mean by him, Stannis not doing a very good job of it. He's literally just killed the leader of the Wildling yeah. Army and then he's expecting him to still bend the knee. Well, this is where Jon Snow puts the arrow in him as well whilst yeah, he's yeah. burning to sort of give him at least a bit of mercy yeah. before he dies. And that's where he gets the respect of the Wildling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is totally different in the book. Uh Mansraider's not dead in the books, as far as I'm aware. Still going. The uh, they use Mansraider to infiltrate Winterfell to get Sansa back, or Arya. Maybe I can't remember which one now, but mm. yeah. So Mansraider's like actually working for Stannis in the oh, books, yeah. kind of thing. I, yeah. I find it dead interesting. How it's yeah, just it's split totally off different. Like, yeah, the, right. and this is why I don't like the way the show has portrayed Stannis because obviously he might yet die in the books, but. He's nothing like in the books, like he ends up being in the show, kind of yeah. thing. The show, he's quite dark. Right? Yeah, yeah, he ends up going on a very dark path, right. kind of thing, and in the books, he's a lot more honourable, kind yeah. of thing, yep. That's yeah. That's in this season, I believe, isn't it? Where the, the dark path, <laughs> he goes yeah, down. Yeah. Um, episode two, Brienne runs into Sansa and Littlefinger at an inn and offers her protection, but Sansa, like her sister Arya before her, rejects her help. So when Brienne keeps getting rejected, yeah, um, can't fulfil her oath. But she still soldiers on, doesn't she? She just still carries on. <laughs> yeah. uh, nevertheless, Brienne resolves to follow her just in case. And Jamie recruits Bronn to travel to Dawn and rescue his and Cersei's daughter, Master Mycella. Yeah. So this is obviously where they travel out, and Bronn's been helping Jamie sort of train back up, hasn't he? Like, yeah. This is another point where in the book it's actually uh, Illin Payne who he trains with, and that's the guy who beheaded Ned Stark in episode six. Right, yeah, yeah. And it's Illin Payne who teaches him to uh, to become a swordsman again, kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. But in the show, they're just for comedians that made it Bron. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I like the dynamic between Jamie and Bron. Like, yeah, for, yeah. It's more or less for the rest of the sort of show, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. How they sort of interact. But um, yeah, it takes Bron to Dawn, which. Again, this this is just off the back of uh, um, Thingy dying as well, isn't it? Uh, being killed by the mountain. So like, um, Thingy's just died under the end of last season. Yeah, that's right. Um, what's his name? Sorry. Um, um, should we should we put it Tywin? No, you're on about. Um... Should we well, ask? Well, Nick, you've got a new piece of equipment in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are we asking it a question? Okay. Uh, hey Google. Who did the mountain kill in Game of Thrones? Gregor. On the website gameofthrones.fandom.com, they say, Oberyn Martell discusses with Tyrion Lannister how the last time he was in King's Landing, it was for the wedding of his sister Aelia to Rhaegar Targaryen. He also states that during the sack of King's Landing, his sister was raped and murdered by Gregor. 
Yeah, I mean, over in Martel, yeah. I mean, that is that is the name we were looking for, but that was a bit of a long-winded way. Of <laughs> if we if we can't think of anything, we're going to ask you. You know what's it called? Um, Google Home. Google Home. Uh, we're going to ask that. Yep. I'm sure we'll get so we'll get an answer in a roundabout way. <laughs> yeah. So it's Oberyn Martel. Um, um, he he obviously got killed, and now Jamie's going to. I have no idea where I, one of the sand places. It's uh, Dawn. <laughs> Dawn, specifically Sunspear, where the. Yeah. Uh, so like then Jamie's travelling there with Bron, um, and obviously the uh, Sand Snakes aren't exactly yep. happy. Too happy that the father's been killed. Yeah, yep. I know Dawn's another sandy place, but this one at least has a bit more of a unique look to it. Yeah, it feels like, a bit more like a not not just a desert. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like um, it feels like where Daenerys has been in a like a series of the same city over and over again over a, a lot like a huge desert. Dawn feels like a big desert where it's one big city sort of thing as well. You know I'd where, say more like do the f- areas that Daenerys has been to have felt like Africa. This feels like Spain kind of thing. Like yeah. these are just the, Spani- yeah. these are just the Spanish basically, aren't they? Just going to go and go yeah, see yeah. the Spanish people kind yeah. of thing. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see that. And they're played by Hispanic people. I'm pretty sure. Like, yeah. they, are they? Right. I think so. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, for, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so episode two is the episode where. Uh, the House of the Faceless Men. I was going to ask this because I think just that when you mentioned Arya before, mm. I was thinking, have we actually not got to all of that training bit yet? <laughs> Where she's in the. Uh... No, that I think that takes place in this. I think this season the... she literally gets there. This really? is where, yeah. So this is where the house is. It called the House of Black and White. Yeah, so, that's right. So um, the the end of last season, the mountain was um, flawed by Brienne, wasn't she? Mm. That was the end of last season. Oh, uh, the Hound. Sorry, the Hound. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that means straight from that, she went to the place with the coin that she got given. Bravos. Yeah, Bravos, yeah that's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Um, also in that episode, John's elected the commander of the Night's Watch. Lord mm. Commander of the Lord Night's commander, Watch. Yeah. yeah. Is that Samwell who puts his name for it? Yeah, Samwell, I think so. Yeah, Samwell's like, oh, yeah. John will do it, and John's like, shut up. <laughs> Is this because they're only just now getting around to replacing uh, Geo Mormont? Yeah. yeah, yeah, right, yeah. But like, um, I mean, I, I will get more into it later on. But this, I love this because um, he's got this little fan, Ollie, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Who? Well, we'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. When Oliver comes into it, and yeah. again, just one quick comparison, like in the books, I'm pretty sure the election for the uh, Lord Commander is going on at the same time as the battle against the wildlings at the wall. So it's kind of like this weird, like, they're having this, like, vote going on while they're, like, they're literally defending the wall yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's <laughs> right. people are popping in to vote while they're then popping back out. <laughs> a really weird, like, uh, dynam- dynamic. Interesting. Episode three, all about uh, all about the Starks. Uh, Hagar, for, is it Hagar? Shaquan oh, Hagar, is it? Hagar, that's so, right. yeah, yeah. Um, Hagar fight, forces Arya to discard all of her personal belongings while John's tenure as Lord Commander begins with him executing an insubordinate guard. Um, oh, I thought it was Janos Flint then. There's a character called, I think it's Janos Flint, who originally was at King's Landing and Tyrion sent him to the wall because he was such a little kind of like... Yeah political player and Tyrion just thought I need to get this guy out of here mm. he sent him to the wall he then became friendly with oh, I can't think of the other guy's name now the one who hates Jon Snow the older guy yeah and then I'm pretty sure Jon Snow has him beheaded to like just like send a, a message kind of thing that mm. just interesting seeing this this guy who like was in King's Landing and has been sent there by Tyrion and now is being beheaded by Jon Snow kind of thing yeah yeah <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, this is the first episode where the is it the wife, the wife, the wife, yeah, the wife. yeah. So the wife uh, gets introduced. She's she's what the uh, would you say she's the leader of? Uh, so hold on, the wife, an assistant to the faceless men. Um, and this is also the first episode with the High Sparrow, leader of the fanatic religious order and the future leader of the faith militant. This is the first episode with the High Sparrow then. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the High Sparrow, played by Jonathan Price, famous actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a I great th- actor. I think I told you off the pod before, like, and when I first watched it, I hated that character so much, but I've watched it again this time. I'm like, yeah, I actually get it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i'm same with you there like yeah, I, yeah. the first time i wasn't a fan but the next time around i thought yeah and i think he's a genuine character you get the impression first of all that he's, he's just pretending to be this fanatic just for the power it'll bring mm. in but i think he's not he's actually a genuine yeah, yeah that's genuine what, i mean that's the religion that, <laughs> that's genuinely what i got this this yeah. time around watching it i was like this guy's actually just trying to be a nice guy mm. but he's trying to um follow his path kind of thing path, like yeah, yeah. W- without Wanting anything for it, kind of yeah, thing. yeah, mm. yep. Um, yeah, so uh, over, over on the other stuff on the episode, uh, Mormon recognizes Tyrion in a brothel, so this is Jorah, um, uh, kidnaps him as a present for Daenerys, unknowingly helping the way with Lannister. So, obviously, he's on his way to find Daenerys, um. And in King's Landing, Marjorie and Tommen get married and waste no time consummating their union. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Tommen's like lying in bed and going, oh my God, I want to do this every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> Marjorie's a nonce. <laughs> um, literally. Yeah, a historic moment on this episode. Sansa returns to Winterfell for the first time since the first season. Um, yeah, little... yeah, sorry, Littlefinger's uh, taken her there. Yeah, uh, little things arranged for her to marry the abusive Ramsay. Ramsay Bolton. That's another big di- di- diversion from the book. Like you get the impression that little things in love with Sansa, kind of thing. In the book, he arranges for her to marry the uh, the Lord of the Vale, like, uh, and and that she will be unveiled at the wedding as the uh, as because everyone does, no one knows she's Sansa Stark. Basically, she's in disguise with like black hair and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he'll he's organizing it to be unveiled at the wedding that she's actually Sansa Stark and the. They're gonna lead uh, a rebellion from the Vale, kind of thing. But and that's the, that's where the book ends. That's the, the last thing that happened in the book. All right. So like it's, in this, <laughs> he manages off to Ramsay Bolton just just for convenience, I think, for the show because yeah. it makes more sense. But in the in the book, it's a totally different dynamic, kind of thing. That yeah. she's happy to be doing it because it's kind of like he's given her an army to go and like try and take Winterfell back, kind of thing. Yeah, it's fascinating. That. Yeah, it's really different into the. Mm. Um. Although, just pointing out, the Lord of the Vale at this point isn't Robin. Like, it's, uh, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, so yeah. I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. yeah, it's like an actual like bloke kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Episode four: reactionary and rebellious groups become bolder in both King's Landing, where Cersei empowers the Sparrows to arrest sinners, including Loras. It's pronounced Loras, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah Loras Tyrell, Loris Knight Tyrell. of Flowers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And in Marine, where the Sons of the Harpy launch a devastating attack on the Unsullied. Should we talk about the Sons of the Harpy for a minute? Like, do they, are they just, like, they're, they're found to be funded by the leaders of, like, was it all of the previous cities? Or is it just one of them? I think so. Again, in the books, it's different, so it's so confusing. But I think, are they being funded by the slave masters who have been put out of work by yeah, Daenerys? Yeah, I basically? think that's yeah, yeah. yeah. That was it, yeah. Um, but like this is another thing where what were they called again Sons of the Harpy Sons of the Harpy the Stone Crows 
the Golden Army. I just get so confused with all of these like cell sword armies. Yeah, they're just yeah. you know. Merchant, uh, not merchant, uh, mer- merc- yeah, mercs, yeah, mercenaries. I don't think you find out for a good couple of seasons though that the Sons of Harpy are actually um, funded by um, the old slave masters. Ah, mm. uh, okay. Um, less interestingly, Jamie and Bron land in Dawn as the Sand Snakes pl- plot to kill Marcella. So the Sand Snakes are obviously Oberyn's bastard daughters. Yeah. Um, that's another thing in the book there's nine of them I think but there's only three in the uh, in the show they're just, be a bit much for TV yeah they've just reduced, reduced it down kind yeah. of thing yeah it's more actresses to pay isn't it if you yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. put the costs up <laughs> in this episode Jamie learns that his gold hand can be an effective tool in battle so this is where yeah. one of the soldiers in Dawn swings the sword at him and he catches it with his gold yeah. sword gold, gold, gold hand right. yeah so because there's a comment before and where him and Bron are talking and he's like oh can you take them and he's like oh Take a slow one, so Bron <laughs> takes her out of like three of them, yeah, yeah, and then leaves the slowest one for Jamie. Jamie I think I think he one. actually um like damages him. Yeah, like, he I, think does, he, I think he like stabs his leg or like, something. Yeah, that's right. And then <laughs> so he, he's just really slow. And then he looks at him and goes slow enough. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, historic moment from this episode: Cicelmi perishes while fighting the Sons of the Harpy, a group of former slavers who opposed Daenerys's rule over Marine. Who's that? Sorry, Cicelmi. Oh yeah, Barristan Selmy. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, the the Queen Guard guy who came from King's Landing. Yeah, who in the books called Alston Whitebeard. Is he uh, still alive in the book? Still alive in the books. Yeah, I just feel like they didn't know what to do with him in the show, so they just just, just like get killed. Like right. yeah. he can go down as a heroic death kind of thing. Yeah. Like the, you know. yeah. yeah. Hey, so this is the one that um, Joffrey kind of kicked yeah, out. Yeah, sent away. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was he was he was just under happy with him. He jumped jumped him and um, Grey Worm. In like an alleyway. Yeah, that's right. And he yeah. had like a little battle, and um, I think Grey Worm was pretty much hospitalized, or whatever you call it. Um, <laughs> at, the, at the end of the episode, though, they don't make it obvious that he's died. Like, yeah, no, yeah. They, they sort of like he, the next episode. I don't think it opens up with it, but the first scene you see of him, it's him with like you know dead, and you and then you're like, oh shit, he did die. Like they could, you could have had a slightly better send off. I think. I think so. I think maybe they just felt that we've not killed off a major character for a couple of episodes. Mm. Who can we get rid of that slightly kind of people care about? Oh, this old dude, kill him off. Yeah. Yeah. Like saying the books is still Daenerys's Queen's Guard kind of thing. You know, he's head of the head of the Queen's Guard, whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, episode five. Now, uh, in the wake of the Sons of the Harpies' violence, Daenerys lets her anger get the better of her and feeds a nobleman to her dragons. But after some thinking, she decides to compromise and agrees to reopen the fighting pits for free men. Yeah, yeah. And to marry one of the city's nobles as a sign of goodwill. Um, John also makes nice with enemies. Uh, at the wall, he persuades Tormund to take him to meet the rest of the wildlings to negotiate a truce, much to the rest of the Night's Watch dismay. Is this where some of the Night's Watch start turning yeah. on Jon Snow? This is where people start to turn against him because Jon Snow, to be fair, is breaking like the oath of, of the Night's Watch. You know, a wildling has never been south of the wall, and like he, he lets the wildlings through. Mm. And we're going to get to a point later on as well where I can't remember how it, how it goes in the show, but in the books he does something that breaks the oath of Lord the Lord Commander, and and people rightly rightfully almost kind of like rebel against him. Yeah, is that something you're going to tell us as we go on? Yeah, I'll come back to that. Great. Yeah. So is this the episode where, uh, like you say, he's taken off the wall? Is this where like they're basically trying to tell all the wildlings to come south? Um, so that yeah. you don't get cast. This is that episode where 
a lot of people die. Like you're introduced to like a female wildling character, and she's just um, killed in that episode. Like. No, I think this is. I Are you think, thinking of Hard Home? You're thinking of Hard Home. Yeah, yeah that's episode eight, I think. Oh, is maybe. it? Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. Mean, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the Hard Home one. Um, one of my favourite episodes of Game of Thrones, Hard Home. Is that the one where it's all? Is it all? Well, I had a North. memory of it all being at Hard Home. It actually isn't. The first no. half of the episode is like catching up with other people, right, and then when yeah. it, when you get to Hard Home, you stay there for the rest of the episode. Yeah. Got you. Um, yes, so he's gone north of the wall. Uh, Tyrion sees his first dragon, and in this episode, right before he and Jorah are attacked by the diseased stone men. Mm. So this is where Jorah gets his touch. Great scale. Where, where did the stone man touch you? Right here. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, he's been touched by one of them, and it's called Grayscale, isn't it? Grayscale. Grayscale. Yeah. Which is what Stannis' daughter had. Yeah. Yeah. But they, yeah, but they had some like magical thing put on her to stop it from spreading any further yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. Apparently, like it works better on kids, doesn't it? So like, yeah. you just don't attempt that kind of thing with adults, apparently. Oh, you remind. We'll come on to it later. But yeah. you reminded me of a scene that. I forgot about that until you just mentioned it. I think it's the worst scene. Not the worst. What Like one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> You're talking season seven, aren't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely come back to that. First time I've seen it, I genuinely like, I felt like, <laughs> I'm not squeamish, yeah. but like... But it actually shows it and everything, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like it's it was the cut between that scene and the next yeah. scene and it just murdered me. Oh, yeah. I was just, I was done. I um, actually know what you mean. Yeah, we'll, we'll get on to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so episode six of season five, at Cersei's urging, the faith militant begin an inquest and arrest Marjorie for lying about her brother's homosexuality. Similarly, the Dornish guards break up Jamie and Bronze tussle with the Sand Snakes and throw the lot of them in jail. So when um, they, they've got a lot of words for gay people in Game of Thrones. Yeah. So like pillow biters, one of them. Pillow biters. <laughs> yeah. Sword swallowers. Yeah. That's another one. Um, but yeah, they've arrested Marjorie for lying about uh, Loris's. Yeah, I mean, she did lie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, she, you know, she's definitely guilty. Yeah, uh, because her brother, the Knight of Flowers, was uh, gay for Renly. Mm-hmm. That's her, right. Her, her was it husband? Her, her husband at the time. Yeah. Knight of Flowers is a bit of a giveaway as well. Definitely, yeah. You can't call <laughs> the Knight of Flowers and not be gay, can you? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Even Renly is a bit of a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, and she, uh, so when she was married to him, I believe like Lois would jo- join them in her, in their bed as well at the same time, like you know. To, really? Yeah, yeah. I think was that actually an episode at one point. Well, they had no. an episode where Marjorie she offered. offered Lor- oh, she would get uh, your brother. Yeah. She, yeah, she offered to bring Loris in for Renly. That's what I'm thinking of. I think the idea was that she bring Loris in to you know get Renly going. I think and I think Loris was the fluffer basically. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then. Yeah, have a child that way. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. <laughs> an interesting way of yeah, yeah, it, keeping the family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Tyrion convinces uh, Tyrion. Uh, slavers capture Tyrion and Jorah. However, Tyrion convinces them to let Jorah fight for his freedom and money in the pits in Marine. And he convinc- also convinces them that they're a pair and that they need to be kept together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think, I think um, they said they wanted to sell him, um, cut his cock off because um, dwarf cocks are lucky. Um, <laughs> but he managed to convince him against that as well. 
couple of noteworthy points in here. Aya is finally shown the chamber where the faces are kept in the House of Black and White. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is after spending weeks cleaning corpses. And this is also the episode where Fionn looks on as Ramsay rapes Sansa. Yep. Ah, right, okay. That's and this he's, episode. He's literally forced to stand there watching. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's up there with with uncomfortable moments. I mean, that that's that's the start of like Ramsey's undoing, really, isn't it? Mm. Because because it, like he's just gone that that step too far, hasn't he? Like to push these characters over the edge. Yeah, yeah. If 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 he hadn't been so brutal, maybe maybe what what's to come wouldn't have happened. Who knows? Yeah. Do we? Um, we've not gone up to the bit yet, have we? With uh, Roose Bolton's. Nope. No, okay. That's after Stannis, that. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Right. Episode 7, Season 5. Sansa asks Fionn to help her send a message to her allies, but Fionn snitches to Ramsay, who flays one of her allies. So this is where Sansa sees a uh, flayed old woman. It's the old woman, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah, right yeah. She, I think she's the one who said to her, um, said to her the North remembers. Yeah, or something that was like the that. one, yeah. Now she's dead. So. It's not the one who like taught a sewing or anything like that, was it? It might have been. Yeah, might have right. more relevance. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Like a teacher. Or something. I think you're definitely right, though. Yeah. I mean, I'm just guessing here now. It's you know, it's so long ago, but ah, I think that sounds right. Uh, I've got a memory of her being taught how to sew, and she hated doing it or something. I've got a memory of that woman who I'm in my head have made it the same person, but she's the one who was talking to Bron, telling him stories, uh, like you know, like scary stories in season one. Oh, yeah. Bran. Bran, sorry, not Bron. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, telling Bran stories. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's probably the same one. Can I just jump in there? Like, that's one thing that you, you just made me realise that they change names in the show because because pe- they think that people will find names too confusing. And yet you've got Bran and Bron, you've got Arya and Yara. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. and yet you change Osha because it's too close to Asher. Like, it's very weird. Yeah, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, Cersei visits Marjorie in prison, mostly to gloat, but Cersei's fortunes take a turn when the High Sparrow reveals that he knows about her incestuous relationship with Lancel and has her arrested. Uh, uh, in other words, the Queen Mother played herself by empowering the Faith Militant. Yep. So, so she, she got done for uh, Shag and Lancel, which is the one you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. Yep. You only ever see them together in a couple of scenes. Oh, no, I think in, you do see that early on. You see them in bed together. Yeah. In season one, they're like, yeah, maybe two they're constantly together like. and he's she's using him to basically kill Robert Baratheon he's the one who plies him with wine on the hunting trip and stuff like it, that so. yeah it, it's when a uh, thingy in it um, Jamie's um, been captured by Lady Stark I think that's why yeah he almost like takes his place kind yeah, of thing yeah yeah, the, yeah. yeah he's it's quite the transformation when you look at him in season one and then look at him in season five it's like just, I think it's the same actor as well though which is, is weird yeah, yeah. but like they look totally different kind of thing the Hey Google, what was the actor's name who played Lancel Lannister? Lancel Lannister was played by Eugene Simon. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was Eugene Simon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, yeah, the, in this episode as well, uh, Mister Raymond dies. So that's one. That's one bullet point. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Sam loses his virginity. <laughs> Yeah, to Gilly. 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 Yeah. But she's already got a kid, hasn't she, from Craster? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The currently unnamed child, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And this is also where 
the episode where Tyrion finally meets the mother of dragons in Marines fighting pits. Yep. Can I just, before going any further, just mention the Cersei thing? Go for this it. is one thing that in the books, you never have a chapter from Cersei's point of view until, I think, A Feast for Crows, which is the fourth book. And up to that point, you've built her up in your... I think I might actually... I might be doubling down on what I've already mentioned here, but up to that point, you already you have it in your head that Cersei is this genius ice queen who like always makes the right move and you know like kills all her enemies kind of thing but then when you finally get a chapter from her point of view and she starts involving the, the high sparrow and stuff and uh you realize just what an airhead she is and she's just been lucky all the way through yeah. like she's completely <laughs> rolled a luck to get this far yeah. and she's trying to like make these big power plays in the series four and she's just fucking herself over big time as you find out with the high sparrow you know and trapping mm. her and stuff yeah it's just a, just an interesting thing that because you never get a, a chapter from her point of view you build this image of her thinking like, God, she got rid of Ned Stark, she's a genius, you know, she played that perfectly. When in fact it was Littlefinger who got rid of Ned Stark because he wanted it to happen. Uh, Cersei was just luckily along for the ride kind of thing, you, you know what I mean? The... Yeah, I like, I like, like um, I, so what book, what book's that? Did you say the... Feast of Crow. The fourth book, yeah, which is where so we're up to now with the show book. pretty much, yeah. It took four books, you know, to get to that. To get to her chapter from her point of view. Yeah, yeah. it's like... Um, I've I've played I've played games before where they introduce like a main character like sixty hours of gameplay in, and it's just a crazy thing where it's, it adds an extra element to it, yeah. which is about what I imagine it's like reading the book when you finally get to a sort of a chapter from her perspective. Yeah, it's kind of like oh this is this is a a new twist. Yeah, you know like she's you hear her thoughts and she's like I need to be like Tywin I need to take over this Lannister family and drive it forward, and she's just making wrong move after wrong move and you realise she's just an idiot airhead who's yeah. been lucky all the way through kind yeah. of thing. Tywin basically was the genius and she was just kind of being dragged along for the ride yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yep. Uh, episode eight, hard home. So this is the episode. Um, yeah. John, this is your one of my favourite episodes, hard home. Yeah, of the whole show. Yep. Yeah. I'll give you. Do you want the brief plot? Yeah, go for it. Um, uh, as a bitter Cersei languishes away in a cell, her brother Tyrion enjoys an audience with Daenerys, who decides to bring him on as an advisor and banishes Jorah once again. So is this his second time banished? Yeah, yeah. Um, or does she banish him to go get cured? No, no, that's not yet. That um, not yet? She doesn't know at this point. Got you. Um, Hagar sends Arya on her first mission for the many-faced god, and Fionn reveals to Sansa that he lied about killing her two brothers. Who, unless you don't forget, unless you forget, don't appear in season five at all. Interesting. Yeah, didn't, didn't know that. It's not because again, a feast for crows is not from their point of view at all. So mm. they've just not worked it into yeah, the plot, yeah. kind of thing. Fair thing. Like there was a big long time where you didn't see anything up from Bran, like at yeah, all. Like. Yeah. Interesting. John and Tormund meet. But this is the main part of the show. Yeah, yeah. John and Tormund meet the <laughs> meet with the wildlings and convince many of them to join their alliance. Which is immediately tested when an army of whites attack Hardhome as the two groups are boarding ships to return to Castle Black. During the battle, John discovers that Valerian Steel can shatter a White Walker. As he sails away, he witnesses the Night King resurrect the, the fallen as whites. Which it's just a, it's just an interesting battle. That um, yeah, definitely. I think it's one of the, be- the probably the best battle in the show so far. I think. Uh... Not only that, the White Walkers in this episode. White Walkers? That's, yeah, that's what they're called, isn't it? Right, well, yeah. I thought I was crossing to like Walking Dead territory or something. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the uh, what did they call them? Walking Dead Walkers. Just Walkers, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the White Walkers up to this point, I've not liked the look of them. They look really goofy, I think, and stuff. And they always like have like... Do you not like the horse that's like half a skull, though? Yeah, I like, I like the horse. Uh, 
I like the bear as well that comes later on. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. But just stuff like they show like White Walkers who are like just down to skin and bone, and like they have like big boots on and the boots are rattling on the on the bony legs because they've they've lost so much flesh. Yeah. And they just look like a goofy kind of like Sinbad kind of skeleton, you know, like Sinbad yeah. skeletons with swords and stuff, and they look really goofy. But in this episode, they look like zombies. They look like something from a horror film. Yeah, yeah. There's one bit where they're breaking through like this wooden fence and they're just like a horde of like zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot scarier than like they've been portrayed up to this point kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So you said you don't like the sort of Sinbad style. Yeah. Um, it's a, what's the, is it Jason and the Argonauts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a moment in season seven where the hound throws a stone at one of, one of the White Walkers. Do you remember this? Yeah, it um, hits him on the chin. Yeah, and it smashes his jaw off and it doesn't move. And yeah. And it's just like, like, what do you think of that? That's what I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, like I, I like Jason and the Argonauts, and I like Sinbad, and I like all the Ray Harryhausen stuff, but I don't feel like it's a deliberate tribute to that. No, it, yeah. I, I feel like they just look rubbish, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. If it felt like they were meant to be like that, I would have liked it more, but I don't think they are meant to be like that. They're just bad-looking skeletons kind of yeah. thing. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, so just on that as well... Uh, it, feel, it just feels a lot more like horror centric the way this big army comes mar- marching down the hill and they're trying to get into hard home and stuff. Yeah, I, sorry, I just, I just think it's a. I, I think some of the special effects on it, some of the best that you've seen, were you basically, there's like a lull or like a sort of calm few seconds and then it's like a, almost like a swarm of them just start throwing themselves off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. And just yeah. pile up at the bottom and then they all get up. That's one of my like, and it's like they come with the uh, the mist as well. There's a big like wave of mist mm. that comes down the mountain, kind of thing. That it's yeah. for me. That sort of like stuck with me as one of the sort of standout, you know, like shots of Game of Thrones when you think about certain things. Yeah. Like the idea of like the White Walkers coming in. It sort of encapsulates all that in just watching a stream of them jumping off a cliff and then yeah. just getting up and storming you. And then the other the other moment is where the battle's sort of over. We've we've lost loads of uh, wildlings. And they're on the boat and some of them get away. You've lost a lot of them. But then you look up and you see him stood there with his arms outstretched, the Night King. And then they all just stand up and you're like, shit. Yeah. But it's that whole, um, it's that come at me bro stance, that he's got, <laughs> which turned into a meme afterwards. Like, yeah. like I said before, like you introduce two new characters which you get killed in the battle and then like you see him like obviously be transformed at the end into like a white, white walker. Like, oh. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's weird as well the actress in particular I think she's a Scandinavian actress and she was doing loads at the time she was in like Pitch Perfect 2 and stuff as like one of the European like uh, yeah. pop singers and stuff and I was thinking like oh you know she's got a big future she'll be in this show for the long term now like they've not introduced her for nothing but then she, they kill her off like yeah. 10 minutes later <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've got something about Hard Home shall I mention it now or shall I mention it at the end go for it now yeah. like in terms of the comparison with the book again I'm going to get into basically the end of the show here but uh the, sh- the the book one of the final chapters in the books where we're up to is a uh, Jon Snow has heard that the White Walkers have attacked Hardhome, which is a nearby uh, town or whatever, and Jon Snow has rallied the Night's Watch to go and defend Hardhome, which is like a, a big no no, like you don't leave the wall kind of thing. You know, it's like an oath to defend the wall, but he's ordering that they, they leave the wall to go and defend Hardhome, and he's also ordered that after that he is going to lead the army to help Stannis in the fight against a. Uh, Bruce Bolton, yeah, yeah, and that's why the members of the Night's Watch rebel because the Night's Watch would never take a side with a king. Like they're, they're meant to be totally impartial, but Jon Snow has declared himself for uh, Stannis Baratheon in the books. So as they're getting geared up to go out to, to go to Hardhome to defend it, uh, there's a massive rebellion like battle that takes place, and he gets stabbed in the back during the battle, mm-hmm. and he's left to die. 
which is totally different from how it happens in the yeah. TV show kind of thing. They don't even get to hard home in the books. Like that's just ah. how it ends. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Interesting. We're on to episode nine now. The Dance of Dragons is the name of this episode. Yeah, which is the name of the fifth book. Mm-hmm. In Dawn, Oberyn's older brother, Prince Doran Martell. I quite like Doran's character in the, in the show. He's not on here for long, but no. he's, he's a, an honourable fellow. Yes, um, he grants Jamie, Marcella, and Bronn safe passage back to King's Landing <laughs> again. Well, like she doesn't have to do that. He's almost the uh, the Spanish Ned Stark. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a good comparison. Yeah. The uh, and in Bravos, we'll go back to that. But in Bravos, Arya crosses paths with another name on her kill list, Meryn Trant. The yep. paedophile knight of the Kingsguard who murdered her sword teacher. Right? I don't know. What, did they reference that he was a paedophile earlier on in the show? I don't think so. So who's a paedophile? Oh, uh, the King, yeah. Kingsguard guy. Yeah, the... Um, is it, what, is he leader of the Kingsguard? Is yeah, I think he is now. I think he took over from right. uh, the guy. He's took, um, uh, he's took the... Ty- what's the... What's, is it Marjorie's dad? Hey, Google. <laughs> what was Marjorie Tyrell's dad called? Sorry, I don't understand. <laughs> Never mind. But it was the um, the older Tyrell. Yeah, I know you are. Um, the overweight one. Uh, but he he's been ferried to Bravos to speak with the Iron Bank, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. that's why he's over in Dor- uh, not on Bravos. But um, yeah, I I was going to ask you to this because when I was watching, I was thinking I don't remember them ever making a reference to him being a paedophile before. No, I don't think they did. Did they just? No, randomly... I think it's just a, like. But is a he chance a, to make him even more despicable kind of thing. Is he in the is he in the book, this character? Remembering trances, yeah. And is he a paedophile? I don't think so. I don't remember what happens to him in the books, to be honest. I think he might have just died in like the Battle of the Blackwater or something, but just felt like a very because that character's been in it since maybe season one. And yeah. I almost felt like, well, he's just suddenly a paedophile. Like now, now now like you don't like him and then you're like, oh he's despicable. But I was thinking, well, you could have dropped a few hints earlier on. Maybe mm. you didn't, I just didn't pick up on it. Yeah. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I, I if they did drop the hints, I probably wouldn't have picked up on him because I weren't. And I'll be honest, I don't even remember seeing Memin Trant from season one to season five. I think. <laughs> do you know what I mean? In between, yeah, I don't yeah. remember seeing him once at all. Thing. No, because he gets an absolutely gruesome death. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Where she literally like stabs his eyes out, stabs him in the uh, penis, and then, yeah. And then what she slits his throat after he's like sort of gargling and shit. It's yeah. awful. Um, yep. So yeah, that pretty satisfying a way to to kill someone off. Um, yeah, as we said, uh, the Jamie, Marcella, and Bron have got safe passage back to King's Landing, which I just think's interesting because that's obviously what turned the people of Dawn against maybe not all the people, but enough people against um, Doran. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Again, like totally different in the books. So, like Doran's like a genius in the books who has all these interweaving plans going on. Like he sent his son off to go and like capture a dragon. Who actually gets killed by the dragon anyway? But and he sent his daughter off to do another mission. He has all these like plans going on behind the scenes, and he's like a cripple. So everyone just thinks like, oh, it's just an old cripple. Like he's not going to be able to do much. But he's actually got all these like interweaving plots going on. And in the show, there's yeah, in the show, he's not. He, he hasn't got that going on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I like his wheelchair though. Yeah, yeah, like a fancy looking wheelchair. For yeah, quite nice. Game of Thrones time. Yeah, he's got yeah. gout, I think. I mean, like really bad gout or something. Yeah. Is that what? I'm yeah, I think right. so. So we're on to the... Oh, uh, one last thing about episode nine. Drogon, who's been mostly MIA, returns to protect Daenerys when the Sons of the Harpy attempt to assassinate her on the opening day of the fighting pits. Um, after Ramsay launches a sneak attack on Stannis' camp, 
Stannis sees no other option than to follow Melisandre's advice. He makes the heartbreaking choice to sacrifice his daughter, Shireen, on a pyre in order to assure his victory over the Boltons at Winterfell. Her, her screams from that still rings in my ear. Honestly, it's <laughs> horrifying. <laughs> and like, like I think what made it worse was like when it did, did on the next episode, and it kind of said like previously, it's shown that bit again. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's awful. It's I, I mean I, I know I was saying before about shocking moments in Game of Thrones, but like literally burning children and like raping women and stuff like this this season i've had a did have a few shocking moments yeah, yeah not shocking in the sense of oh that's surprising but shopping it shocking in a sort of garish yeah they went there type way which is not the sort of thing that i like out of game of thrones but you know in in context i think it's 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 okay it's telling yeah. that they're using it as to tell a story they're not doing it just for the shock factor yeah in the show did he take the daughter with him the whole time on, on the march um, yeah. He took her. They, yeah, they decided to take her to Winterfell, like or you know the Battle of Winterfell, because in the again in the book, like the she's been left at the, the wall with specific orders that if Stannis should die, she should be made Queen of the Seven Kingdoms, kind of thing, like because she is next in line to do so. So she's not even with Stannis in the books. Like he has got stuck in the snow. That's where the book ends. That he's on the way to Winterfell and is stuck in the snow, but he's left uh, the daughter way back at. Uh, the wall, you know what I mean. So, I don't think it'll go down the same way in the books. As no, a, as a... sounds like the books are probably going to have a completely different end. Yeah, totally to different. Uh... But then, but then I'd be a bit disappointed if both the book and the show found the way to the same ending. But I think, I think it definitely will because, as we mentioned, I think before on the pod that Aegon Targaryen in the book is not Jon Snow. Like yeah, <laughs> Aegon yeah. Targaryen is a different character entirely, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But, yeah, yeah. We should, we'll get on to that towards the end. The Aegon Targaryen. Stuff. Yeah. So I want to revisit that debate because. Um, the finale of season seven, there's quite a lively debate going on between you two about Aegon Targaryen. Yeah, yeah. I want to pick back up on that. Okay. A year, a year and a half after <laughs> we first spoke about it. Um, yeah, so the finale of season five, Drogon play drops Daenerys off in the middle of nowhere and she ends up getting captured by a horde of Dothraki riders. Um, Oberyn's lover, Elaria Sand, murders Doran and poisons young Mycella. My- who dies in her uncle slash father's arms on their ship bound for King's Landing. That was a sad moment because she knew that that was her dad and yeah. she accepted it. And there was this moment where Jamie looked like sincerely happy for the first time in the entire show. And then it was and then literally it taken away from Ripped it away. Yeah. Um, Again, totally different in the books. Like mm-hmm. Jamie doesn't even go to Sunspear in the books or anything. Like, no. Nope. Where's Jamie in the books up to? He was a. Riverrun fighting a battle with uh, the Blackfish. Yeah, still yeah, there. He was there the whole time. Like, yeah, the yeah. Sansa and Fionn use the cover of Ramsay and Stannis' battle to jump off the ramparts and escape Winterfell. This is right after uh, Fionn killed Ramsay's girlfriend. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think we, the, uh, I think we were talking about this last episode, wasn't Yeah, we? psycho. Yeah, like uh, the psycho. I think she came up to... Uh, and she, she was like threatening to shoot um, Sansa. With, with crossbow and she's like oh I'm going to enjoy this and all that and then Fionn just pushes her off splat yeah um, I uh, has lost her sight so she's blind now for a bit yeah um, <laughs> that, that's because she killed um, what's his name again uh, Trant Trant ah, yeah, yeah, she, yeah, she yeah. kills him and but the, the she, punishment she wasn't supposed to 
Yeah. I, th- I think I think she t- also took a face um, when she weren't supposed to. Like. Yeah. This is also the episode where Cersei, at the end of the episode, I think it was at the end, I think this is one of the last sort of closing moments of the season. Um, she has her shameful and humiliating walk through the streets of King's Landing after yeah. confessing to her sins. Yeah, she's marched naked through uh, from one side of uh, King's Landing to the other. Yeah. Um, and while one of the what are they called? Um, the, the sisters. Well, yeah, sister. Is that right? Yeah, the um, sister sparrows. Yeah, the sister sparrows. <laughs> um, walking behind and saying shame, shame, <laughs> yeah. and people are chucking shame. shit at her and stuff. Now, like Lena Headey is a beautiful actress. I'm a big fan of her, but it was a body double. It was, yeah, she was, was, yeah, because she was pregnant, I believe, at the time. So, mm. uh, yeah. oh, so it weren't just because she didn't want to. I think she'd probably been up for it, to be honest. But uh, yeah, because. She was pregnant. They got a body. body it was oh, good. Good, good job with the CGI, though. It looks convincing. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. Yep. You mentioned on a previous episode, John, that you don't like that. You know when people's like after they died, people's bodies were like desecrated and stuff, and just yeah, like, shamed. Yeah. Is this on a similar sort of level? No, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with this. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, should do it more. Parade, parade more women. Get up, Marjorie. Parade her around. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, Brienne fulfills her oath to Renly and kills Stannis in this episode. Yeah, uh, the army has been demolished by the Bolton forces. Oh, uh, talk, it, t- talking of the Stannis death, though, I know John's not convinced. Just a weird way to do it on a show that's never squeamish about showing. Oh, we just mentioned Merrin Trant had his eyes popped out, and uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. you know it's over the top deaths. Uh, Oberyn Martell had his head popped like a balloon, uh, and yet for some reason Stannis he dies off camera. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. just she swings a sword, and you just oh he's dead. You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you show that? Yeah, did, they, did they? I can't remember if there's a sound. Is there a sound? I feel a... like there's a sound. Just like she swings a sword towards camera, and that's all, all you get. Even Ned, you saw Ned get his head chopped off pretty much. Yeah. You're, you're, you're kind of convinced he's, he's going to make a return in season. <laughs> oh, don't get me hopes. So. <laughs> I'd love that. I, mean, I just don't get why they did it that way. I mean, I, I, mean? I know what you mean. It doesn't make sense. It's my because. Um, Stannis's army is obviously marching on Winterfell now. They've got a much reduced army because a lot of them deserted after he burned his daughter. And as they're going towards the Boltons, Stannis knows that they're not supposed to go and storm the castle. He's like a like a tactical military guy. He knows yeah, not yeah. to storm the, the Winterfell. But he's just lost at the moment because I didn't even mention he, his wife had been found. Yeah. Yeah, she so after the uh, she daughter, almost, even though she she was up for it at first, she was like, yeah, 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 um, but yeah. Because like, I think you've mentioned she was very heavily into her uh, the red witch, the red witch stuff. That's what that's it. Like um, he'd obviously lost his way a little bit and led his army. They don't show the battle. They show them getting surrounded, and then literally the next cut is them after they've lost the battle. So yeah, it's I don't know whether. I don't think I don't think you're onto something with Stannis's death being not actually a death. Yeah, maybe, but. They very quick, and I don't know whether that was a sort of editorial decision. And, and not like an, not like so this more like an artistic point of view. It's like give the Stannis thing a quick end. Do you know what I mean? Just so it's more drastic. Yeah, I mean it, the whole thing felt that way to me. Like they just they just almost like felt just get Stannis out of the way, just kill his army. You know, like just wipe mm. him out, kind of thing. I think that was done with an artistic sort of thing in mind, though. Do you think? Than... I think I felt more like they were like we need to wrap this up quick. <laughs> you know, just yeah, yeah. get Stannis done, 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 dusted, yeah. kind of thing. And against my theory, Bruce Bolton does mention uh, at one point uh, who who was the knight who killed uh, Stannis Baratheon. And they're all like, oh, we don't know, sir. We can't, no one's taking credit for it. 
which suggests they've found the body on they the battlefield found, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, right? yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. Brienne's took it with her. Yeah. <laughs> took the head. <laughs> <laughs> I did love, though, that when, when he's down on the floor and Brienne, like, he says, have you got any last words? And he says, like, go on, do your duty. Do your juicy. And it, I just love that. because yeah, that's an honourable guy to the end, yep. Well, I don't know what honourable to the end, but he's... Uh, <laughs> um, that was... It encapsulated the, the more honourable side. To yeah. yeah. Like, you know, go on, do your duty. Yeah. Fucking lost, just kill me. <laughs> yeah. That's the end of the episode season five. Just, just on that. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. There's something else to come in there. Go on. Jon Snow? Was that not this? Or was that Series 6? Might be Series 6, huh? I could have sworn Jon Snow died at the end of Series 5. Sh- I think so. You know you're right. I'm pretty <clears throat> sure that's the finale. We've not mentioned that, have we? Hey, Google. What season did Jon Snow die in? According to Wikipedia, in the June 2015 season 5 finale, Mother's Mercy, John what? is stabbed to death by Alistair Thorne and several men of the Night's Watch after being labelled a traitor. Oh, well, there you go. It was the end <laughs> of season 5. Um, Should we just get into it quickly? Yeah. Uh, I don't like how they do it in the show. Oh, oh I have one last sentence on this oh, that sorry. I didn't read. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, <laughs> the Night's Watch <laughs> turn on John and murder him, allowing the wildlings to cross south of the wall. As I mentioned before, like the, the little Oliver lad who seemed to be a massive fan of it. I think he voted for Jon Snow in the election and everything. Yeah. But then obviously he um, sided with the wildlings who raped and murdered his parents in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, he... so you can understand his thinking behind it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, like obviously it, it's... what Who did it say it was who killed him? Uh, that's who I couldn't think of before. Alistair Thorne. Alistair Thorne, that was it, yeah. And then he... he I think did the first stab. Yeah, he's the guy who looks like uh, Father Jack from Father Ted. Yeah, but if you know what I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's yeah. like drink. Like, yeah. He looks like a younger version of him, basically. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, uh, but on this death, I don't like it. It seems way too theatrical for me. Like, just think about it. Like, they lead Jon Snow out to like this little area where they built a little diorama with like a traitor sign. Well, he didn't even stuff. see, like he didn't see where he was running at first. There's like a literally a cross there. Yeah. And he's run over to it and he's like, what? What's yeah, they lead him over to it and it's like traitor. It's like, so, but I'm just thinking of like, who actually built that? Who thought like, right, when we kill John Stone, I'm going to build this diorama just to really hit it home when we kill yeah, him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit goofy, isn't it? Like there's someone the stood there like Oliver. knocking a little, little play set together kind and of it's thing. It's Oliver in his art and crafts lesson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, oh, for the watch. And it's the way they all queue up to stab him, like one at a time, like traitor, <laughs> traitor. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But yeah, yeah. But the moment when Oliver does it, you're like, oh, he's like, he's like, Ollie, <laughs> and oh, not you, Ollie, <laughs> yeah. not you, Ollie. Right. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and then that's how the show ends. And we covered it on previous shows and stuff. But when John, when Kit Harrington did all the interviews and stuff. After, like promoting Game of Thrones, they they had like a full like a real wrap up party at the end of season five for Kit Harrington because he was leaving. He told every single interviewer, "Yeah, I'm done with Game of Thrones. I've loved my time on there. Made some great friends. You know, I'm totally done with it." And everyone bought it. You brought him back in season six, yeah, like straight away. Like what episode? What episode two? Yeah, so yeah, it was two or three. Like, well, like quite early on, he went the entire time telling everybody, "No, that's it." But to a point where everyone believed it. They'd even faked parties to, to get that point across. I yeah. love that. Yeah, Maybe great. not a fake party. I reckon he was in on it, but the, the cast weren't. 
Do you know what I mean? It's one of them though. I was never, I was never convinced by the fact it was meant to be dead. You know what I mean? The, yeah. I don't. I think feel that like was. They, they pulled the trick too many times, and like they laid, they laid too many clues that the the red witch had just turned up back at the wall and stuff. And they've they've already established you can bring people back from the dead and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's the same in the book. You know, like uh, she just turned back, got back to the wall. And in the book, it like it's the second to last chapter, and like it ends saying like uh, John Snow lay, lay in the snow as he died, and you're like. No, we didn't. He's not. He's not dead. Like, <laughs> so you think they're going to go down the same path in? Uh, It'll be the same in the book, like yeah. But uh, I, even when I read the books first, I was never convinced he was actually oh, dead. Okay. At that point, I just thought he's definitely coming back. Like, do you know what I mean? They've yeah. laid too many clues. I think so. Is this like? Um, is is that the end of the last book, roughly? There's one more chapter after it yeah. uh, in the book, and it involves. We're going to get to it in the next series, but they have a big like they wipe out half the cast in one big fell swoop. The explosion. Explosion oh, and yeah, yeah. Kevin Lannister, who was at this point in the books the head of the Lannister family, because Cersei's in jail. Is this the brother, the brother of, of Tywin? Yeah. And in the books, Kevin Lannister has done a really good job of turning things around and getting things back on track for the Lannister family. So Varys kills Kevin Lannister with a crossbow, uh, and like he gives him a speech as he's dying, saying like, "I'm sorry, you were doing too good a job of getting things back on track <laughs> for the Lannister, so I had to, I had to take you out." Like, <laughs> <laughs> But he says, like, I, I thought you'd appreciate the crossbow because you, you can die like your brother kind of thing. And uh, But that's <coughs> literally the last chapter of the book, like, that Varys is the one who kills him. You know, the, the bald guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. Yeah, he comes back to, to King's Landing to kill Kevin he, Lannister. He, he doesn't come back to King's Landing. Yeah, and doesn't really kill anyone normally, does he? You know what I mean? Just no, get involved, that kind of no. stuff. But no, he's... he's the one who takes out Kevin Lannister. That's the final chapter of the book, where we're up to. Mad. But... As well, I don't know if you guys know, but like this chapter's leaked all over the internet from the next book. You could probably read half the book now on the internet oh, really? if you wanted to, yeah. But I don't want to. I'm going to wait yeah, for the book yeah, to actually come out. But you can read loads about the start of the next book. I know he was releasing like random chapters and stuff. Yeah, that's what, like, just like teasers almost kind of thing. Just but read, read the fucking book. Just give us the book. Just give us half the book. Just, I'll pay for it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Stop releasing odd chapters. Yeah. Just literally just release what you've done up to now. Just and then I have that as a book. Like yeah. they're already too long. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for hundred yeah. pages. Like, just. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's the end of season five. So uh, can I get a drink? That's yeah, good. Points went on that. Season six, episode one, the Red Woman. This episode was mostly catching up. Oh, so I should say my, this this roundup I've got from Esquire.com. Okay. Um, uh, episode one. This was mostly catching up on where we left off in season five. So Jamie tells Cersei that Marcella is dead. Jon Snow is still dead at this point. Tyrion and Varys take a stroll through Marine. Daenerys is back with the Dothraki. Melisandre is actually old. <laughs> so that's where mm. she takes the jewel off. And she... Yeah, yeah. I, I, is this like... Does the jewel like make her look young? I believe it's a spell. Yeah, there's a word for it. Can't like, think of it now. In Fable, that, that uh, the video game, you know, the Fables video like a, game. An enchanted. Yeah, there's a word for it when like I can't, I can't think what to ask though to get the word. Like you know, it's I'm sure it's like a sh word. <laughs> I don't can't know. think of it. Um, hey Google, what's the magic called when you make someone look younger? I'm afraid I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I barely understood the way I asked that. Oh, well, never mind. It might come back to me. Okay. Like Ch- Changeling or something. Something like a, like a shoo. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, because you see all the other, like, when you see all the other red witches, like, um, in, like later on as well. I, I might be. Early. How many red witches do you see? Um, you see that one um, in Dawn, not Dawn, where, yeah, where Daenerys, where Daenerys is. is. Yeah. yeah. 
There's another one she, that, she, yeah. that never comes back. Though. Yeah, she's yeah. got the necklace on as well. Yeah. She, she was sent on a mission, I believe. I think uh, Tyrion sent her on a mission. I just right. can't remember what that mission was. Yeah, go on. Arya is blind and getting beaten up on the streets by the Waif. Yep. Uh, but the most important thing to happen is that Brienne and Dave Sweetpod finally meet up with Sansa and save her from Ramsay's hounds. So she's obviously, they've got, they've got away and now they've got Brienne protecting Sansa. Yep. And Podrick. I love Podrick. He's, he's just the best, isn't he? <laughs> the, man, the man with the magic cockers, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. calls him at one point. Episode two. There's some growing tension in King's Landing between the High Sparrow and Cersei. Random people doing... Um, well, it's just doing shit in the dreary Iron Islands. <laughs> but I can't remember what the shit was that they were doing. Uh, Iron Islands. The Iron Islands. Uh, I presume it's the uh, the king's moots that they have when uh, they're trying to get a new king and Yorgon Crowsar turns up. Oh, well, he, he kills um, the old king, doesn't he? Yeah. Pushes him off the bridge. Yeah, but no yeah. one really knows that kind of thing. That, yeah. yeah, true. And he leads the king's movement and becomes the new king of the... But I presume that's what it is. Yeah. And Yara... Yara is she called Yara in the show? Yeah. 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 She's trying to become like a, the queen of the... But no one listens mm. to her kind of thing. Um, Bran has been sitting in a tree for two years having visions. Um, it's been busy. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is the episode where you find... His, he starts getting visions of Ned Stark being... 20 years younger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's one bit where Ned is uh, just polishing ice by a tree and Bran realised that he can talk to him through the vision almost. Yeah. He'll say like, Dad or whatever, and Ned turns Turns to... Yeah. yeah. This is where... I love that little bit. I think that's class. See Sean Bean again kind of thing. Yeah. There's um, there's the bit with... uh, So you mentioned on a previous episode that there was a battle and... Ned Stark had already cl- already always claimed to have murdered. I don't think he actually claimed it. People just he fought. never he never confirmed. I think did he? Bran, he never Bran always says, "Oh, I heard the story a thousand times or something." Though, yeah, yeah. But, but he 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 just never denied it. I don't think. I don't know. It was just kind of like, oh, me and a uh, what's he called? A uh, Howland Reed. Me and Howland, Howland Reed, yeah. defeated a. Uh, I can't. I can't think. The, the sword of the morning, can't, Arthur Dane, yeah, Sir Arthur Dane, yeah. defeated Sir Arthur Dane, and like he was the greatest swordsman ever. And they're like, Dad, how did you do it? And it's like, oh well, you know, just left it kind of ambiguous. When yeah. when really, it was just Howland Reed stabbed him in the back. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you you see that here, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah Is that this that. bit? I thought it was later on. That maybe maybe like, that's later on. Yeah, yeah he, it, he does a few other little uh, travels back in time. Yeah, first, yeah. Because there's a obviously we're going to get to it, but. That battle is taking place at the Tower of Joy, I think it's called, where mm-hmm. Jon Snow's mother is in labour, basically. Yeah, yeah, you don't know that. You don't know that at this point. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, Tyrion is taming dragons and trying to run a whole country. So this is obviously where she he's been left to sort of try and rule over the place. Yeah, yeah. this is because uh, Daenerys, she flew she, off on the dragon, didn't she? Daenerys is the end of last episode. Daenerys is with the Dothraki. She's been captured at this point. Well, yeah. Um, well, season one, like she, she's basically just surrounded. No, sorry. She at the end of last season, she's surrounded mm. by the Dothraki. That's right. She? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but but like she flew off on the dragon, didn't she? From like the uh, the gold, whatever they call the army, um, and yeah, she lands there in the Dothraki. Yeah. Come and claim her. Um. Jon Snow's back. 
He's back alive. Back alive. What episode was this? Sorry. Episode two. Was it that early yeah. on? Yeah. It was literally straight away. It was like, he's dead for an episode. Because uh, Is it not a thing where at the Night's at the Wall, the Night's Watch are leading this rebellion? Yeah, yeah. And there's a few holdouts locked inside yeah. the, uh, the, the pantry, whatever it is. And it's like uh, Davos Seaworth and what have you, and the Red Witch. Yeah. And while that battle, while they're trying to get in, the Red Witch revives Jon Snow kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and he's the Lord Commander, technically. So. <laughs> but when like, it all... She, she, she wasn't convinced that she could do it though. She, she's like, I can't do it. But in the end, it's like, oh, come on, you've got to do it. <laughs> well, like, the, the only really get away with it as well when uh, the battle outside, the wildlings attack, because Jon Snow had sent one of his most trusted allies out to go, like, rally them and say, look, this is what happened. Hmm. Um, I can't remember the name of him now, but he becomes the Lord Commander, doesn't he, after Jon Snow? Yeah. Dolores Ed. Is that his name? Yeah. Right, okay. So yeah, he's he's when saved him and stuff, um, or went went to get help. Yeah, but yeah, he becomes he becomes the uh, Lord Commander when Jon yeah. Snow's revived, and he's like, "I've, I've, uh, my watch is over." Like yeah. <laughs> whatever he says. I've already died. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can have a go. It's <laughs> <laughs> more or less that. Uh, yeah, so it's episode two, episode three. John, sorry, just saying though, like like that bit you're on about where like he said, "My watch is over." He's literally walking out. Of the um the, the the keep, the next episode he's just still at the keep. Was it? Yeah. He was just having a little storm. He literally like he's like he like he says like yeah my watch is over I'm I'm out of here kind of thing. He's literally walking <laughs> my out. My watch is done. Yeah, and then and then the next episode he's just there at the keep still. He might have like forgot his wallet or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I forgot my wallet and keys. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, oh, really like that coat. I've got, I've got back from that. <laughs> uh, John Snow's back and having some sort of existential cri- existential crisis. The mountain's back as well in this episode. So Sorry, can I jump in there as well? There's the whole thing that, I'm sure they mentioned it in the show as well, but Melisandre was behind Stannis because she believed he was the, I think it's called Azor Ahai or something, like the prince that was promised. It was meant to be like the Lord of the Lights, kind of like Jesus Christ kind of thing. And at this point, after Jon Snow comes back to life, she's like, oh shit, it was never Stannis, it's Jon Snow kind of thing. And she realises that Jon Snow's the prophesied one. She switched her allegiance, hasn't she? Yeah. Or at least there's nothing to switch from now. I think she just realised she was wrong. She's like, you know, I got it wrong massively kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's actually Jon Snow who should have been behind the whole time. Doesn't um, Stannis' daughter at one point confirm that, like, it's not actually a prince, it's just... Oh, did someone confirm that? Like the the way, the way it's spoken. Oh, I think someone said it could be a princess or something yeah, like that. So, yeah, so like it could in, in the end be Daenerys or something. Yeah, it will end up being Daenerys, won't it? Yeah, something. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking the fact that Jon Snow came back to life. She didn't think she could do it. I think that's almost like confirmation for her that oh yeah. shit, it is Jon Snow. Like, uh, I has got her eyesight back uh, after training with the Faceless Men. I think the whole storyline of Arya from the minute she went into that through the black and white door. I was just bored of Arya for... It was pretty boring. The entire time until she got yeah. back to Winterfell. I just was not interested. I agree. Like, the Brienne stuff, the Arya stuff. I just... Yeah. Even the, the Daenerys stuff at times, I'm just like, I'm done with this. The Arya yeah. one was literally just a season of her washing corpses and being blind in a street begging for money. Yeah, And then yeah. selling oysters. Yeah. I was just yeah. like... I agree. I, I remember watching it for both both times I've watched though that season. Season's... Four and five, generally, that was the weakest part. Probably for the whole entire run for me, like really was not interested. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah. So I just got eyesight again. Ramsey's abducted Rickon Stark. 
Um, well, and they he, proved... he didn't abduct. He got given him. Didn't yeah, it was yeah. a gift from the car starts. Is that right? I thought. I think it might be the car starts. Like there's the car starts, and there's the. Uh... Oh God! Okay. Hey Google, who captured Rick on? Sorry, I don't know how to help. <laughs> it's worth a shout. There's the uh, the great John, great John Umber, and the small John Umber. And one of them is the small John Umber. Like, and I'm not sure if it's the Umbers or the Carstarks who deliver uh, hand thingy over I to. I think I feel like it's the Carstarks. But again, that's not in the book. Like, they, in the book, they're still fighting for the Starks, but in the show, they've defected to uh, yeah, yeah. The, the Boltons, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you hadn't seen Rick on for like a good season and a half or something. Maybe he was yeah, longer than I was. Yeah, because like um, you Brand, last saw him when, uh, when, when they got to the cave. Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, and then. Um, Obviously, he shows up, and um, I can't remember her name, the one that was with him. I think she's called Osha, I think, the yeah. wildling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the wildling one, yeah. And, and obviously. They proved that it's Rick. He's like, well, how can you show me his Rick on? The, um, See, uh, there's a dead wolf's head. Though. Yeah, giant I mean, die wolf head. I mean, I get it, but like, you could have just brought that wolf with any kid. I don't, I don't <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, how, how's, how's that? Um, how's that proof? proof yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. true. Uh, the key moment in the, the scene is the vision flashback of Eddard Stark and Howland Reed killing the Kingsguard outside of the Targaryen Tower of Joy in Dawn. Yeah. Which is what we covered just before. Not my favourite episode, but that's one I think that's one of the best scenes in the whole show. Mm-hmm. The uh, It's like a nine, three, nine versus three battle. And Sir Arthur Dane is just such an amazing swordsman that like he was gonna beat all nine himself, like, but it doesn't account for Howland Reed popping up behind him and stabbing him in the heart kind of thing. <laughs> but yeah, I love that whole battle. Do you know what I mean? When he's fighting with two swords. But well, yeah, they, they, but they make an out that he's like, he really is like this amazing Oh, but like, like he was the best swordsman in the land kind of thing. Yeah. And no one can understand how oh, Ned Stark beats yeah. him. But like, almost like the most honourable duo, I don't know about Howland Reed, but Ned Stark's going to hang around with honourable people. The most honourable people beat him using unhonourable tactics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Even the fact they were fighting nine v three, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and he still should have won the battle, really. The, the other I guy. think he, like you, you don't know anything about that character from the TV show. It just yeah. sort of appears for a bit, and I imagine there's more in the book. But um, I don't know. It's just quite quite an interesting character, not to have even delved into at all. Just mentioned briefly in the book. Sir Arthur Dane is the the brother of another major character. Well, I say major character. She's dead by the time the book starts, but of another character. And the rumours in the book were that Ned Stark loved this woman, even though he was married to Caitlin, and he had an affair with her. And everyone in the book just assumes that this woman is the illegitimate mother of Jon Snow. And after he kills Arthur Dane, he visits her. Maybe she's at the Tower of Joy, I'm not sure. He visits her at like a tower, and she's so stricken with the news of her brother's death that she jumps to her death. And everyone just assumes that she was the mother of Jon Snow, but it's actually not. It's actually... Lyanna Stark, who's yeah. the mother? Yeah. Of, yeah. Okay. Episode four, the book of the, book of the stranger. The big scene in this, this episode was when Daenerys has torched all the Dothraki lords and didn't get burned by the fire. So this is where she's been captured and sent to the. I can't remember the name of it, but it's where all the previous Khaleesi's go. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Is that the house for? Khaleesi Brides. Uh, like, with, it's a bit like Real Housewives of Westeros, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and then she's naked for the second time in the show. Yeah. Well, not the second time in the show, is it? She stopped being naked after the first season. What do you mean? 
Didn't they get a few times, haven't you? I, I, I don't know. I wasn't keeping count. I've, I've, not, I've not watched <laughs> me, it. Me neither. For, me neither. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've not watched it for years now, so I can't remember. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, she, you get the whole moment where she walks out of a burning building. Yeah. Is that this light in, that bit? Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, she burns the building down while um, Jara and... Um, Oh. Um, the one that she's shagging. The oh god, the, the stone crow. Uh, yeah, that was, guy. Yeah. Um, oh my god, we mentioned him on the last episode. Is it worth asking Google? <laughs> uh, ask who is a uh, Daenerys' paramour. <laughs> paramour. Yeah. Uh, hey Google, who is Daenerys Targaryen's paramour? It'll come back to me. It'll come back to me. No, but um, yeah, Jar and him, um, they go to like save her essentially, and uh, I think they end up just helping um, her kind of do a plan. And then when she walks out naked in front of all the Dothraki, they pretty much start fucking hailing her. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. So she's now she's now got as as well as she um, the unsullied army, um, she's now got um, the Dothraki. Yeah. Yeah, um, what, what's key in this episode is Sansa and Jon Snow are finally back together after literally the entire series, so they've not seen each other probably since, what, episode one? Who's that, sorry? Jon Snow and Sansa Stark. Literally, like, episode yeah. one, they've not episode seen each other. Uh, a relationship that will be important throughout this season and into the next. So, yeah, that is one of the... Yep. Right, now, I've got a picture of somebody who appears in this episode, and I want to talk a bit more about this character in depth. Okay. Um, yeah, so episode five, The Door. <laughs> this is where Hodor saved Bran by holding the door. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, that's and, not what I want to talk about. <laughs> and, and got his name. <laughs> yeah, and that's how he got his name as well. Which I thought was really sad the first time I watched that. Um, it was sad. Well, no, I know it's... A bit daft. I just find it a bit goofy. Yeah. yeah, just the idea that this like underground tunnel's got a back door kind of thing, and it's literally just a door. You know what I mean? Like, just a, <laughs> yeah, just like a house door kind of thing. Just, yeah, and the just reason Hold Door can only say Hold Door is because he was saying Hold the Door. Yeah. And Bran, uh, Bran tri- translated that into past Hold Door. Is that no, right? Bra- Bran, yeah, but Bran couldn't have just come out of the vision underneath. Explain it to me. So what? Explain it. No, what I mean is, why couldn't he just like he was? He was in this vision, like because he just didn't want to leave because he was just obsessed with seeing like his dad as a youngster. Yeah, and um, and 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 instead of coming out to save himself and everyone else, he thought, you know what, I'll do. I'll 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 do it now to him as a kid. What? But I think my problem with like you know when you have the idea of Bran being able to see all time at one moment. Yeah, right? yeah. It's kind of a. It's kind of a plot killer, and it? it's like it I think so. Ruins stuff. Like it's interesting when he's yeah. doing stuff, but if that's the case, why doesn't he go back to when the Night King was first born and just kill the Night King? Right? Yeah, why would you kill Hitler when he was a baby? Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, it does well, introduce problems. I think that I, I, I feel like Night King wasn't born though, was he? he was created. Can he not go back to? So he says. I mean, he has gone back to the creation of the Night King. I think. And that's what that's when he's getting stabbed by the children, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. And uh, the gets the tree or whatever it is. Yeah, so yeah. Just stab the kids. So, <laughs> so I, but like, like, obviously, the Night King's got the same ability. So, uh, so like, he could literally defend himself. Like, okay. So, yeah. yeah but if he's got the same, yeah, okay. He's he's, he's tried like getting close to him in a vision, it, and it just and the 
the Night King literally sees him. He's like, yeah, go on. One of the weird conspiracies that stuck with me with Game of Thrones is that Bran is the Night King. Yeah. That, that's I think that's mainly um, come from like the fact that the actors slowly got closer to looking like Bran. Is it really? Um, yeah. Like, okay. They, they, they did a weird thing. They actually changed the actor in the last series. And it's actually a famous character actor who plays him now. He, he's always, he always plays like a slime ball in films, this yeah. guy. But it's a, a well-known guy who's playing him now. And let's say he looks more like kind of like an older version of Bran, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you got, put any stock in that? He's, he's got... I don't think I don't think, I don't think true, so either. No, I but, think it's going that way myself. I, I, I think Bran's going to turn out to be the Night King. Yeah. I'm not... I just since I heard it and I was I, it's just stuck in my mind and then the entire rewatch of this go, I was I was trying to watch it, but it just kept coming to me. I'm thinking, is that Bran? Because there's all the stuff where he's flying the birds over and he sees like sees the Night King and the army. The Night King looks and the birds like flutter away, yeah. and then Bran's back to being Bran again. But like, so there's there's there's. I don't know, just something doesn't sit right with me. It could be, because it would answer one of my problems that I'm sure I mentioned this on that on the episode we did previously. My issue now with Bran from like a storytelling point of view, you've got to be really careful who you pair Bran up with, because he can literally know everything at any time and find out anything. So you've got to be careful who you have him with because like he can tell anyone anything. Like, do you know yeah. what I mean by that? But if you make him the bad if you make him the bad guy, then that's not you an do issue. What you want. Yeah, make yeah. him more powerful, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that'll make him a good bad guy. So yeah. yeah. But, look, but like if think about it, if you're if you're the writer of like Game of Thrones, the T V series, one of your first ever big moment that introduces you into the show is Bran uh, Bran getting kicked out of a window. Yeah. This defenseless child who's like just purely innocent. What if he became you know, the, the ultimate Nike, bad guy. Yeah. The ultimate bad guy who can see everything, so sees how bad humanity is, and decides to try and destroy fair, it. To be yeah. Fair enough, and that's another reason why, um, like people think he might be because the Night King's also got that ability. Yeah, um, so, yeah, so, yeah. So they think like, yeah, it's probably is him, but because mm-hmm. Bran's Bran's demeanor changes after he leaves the cave, he just yeah, turns yeah. into some like depressed teenager. Yeah, that's well, not that, depressed, but like ominous teenager. Like, like he knows everything, and the knowledge is too much for him, or something like. Yes, you know, that, like that's that's the thing, though, isn't it? Like, because he knows everything, he's he's he could be going that way because he's kind of got to, he's kind of t- trying to like formulate a plan in order to save the world. But in order in in order to do that, he might have to become the Night King. You know what I mean? Yeah. So so like because that's kind of his job in it to kind of. Sorry to cut you off. I'll just remember the name of the guy. Dario Naharis. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. 10 minutes ago. Though. I mean, to be fair, I did that the last episode. With, I can't remember <laughs> who. Gendry. Was it? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. Gendry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Uh, I was saying, I think that's kind of his job, isn't it? As the free-eyed raven to kind of be a watchful eye over uh, all of Westeros and kind of um, yeah, yeah. protect it almost. Be like an impartial defender kind of thing. Like so, so, like, maybe that will lead him down the path of becoming the Night King and doing that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the Night King thinks he is defending Westeros and, like, you know, he's... Apparently, like, I feel like I've read it, like, some actors confirm that, like, the Night King's got one um, target. It's one person he's after and, and he's, just, he's literally just travelling to this one person and they never mm-hmm. they never confirmed who it was, but apparently this is... Like he's he's literally going for one person. So it's Bran. So, so so like if 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 it's Bran, then like he could literally be like he could have organized the whole thing to go and kill Cersei because she's gonna fuck up Westeros or something. Right. You know what I mean? It could yeah, be yeah, something yeah. like that. I don't know. Mm. I I I'm still on the the side where it's not Bran, but um, there, there, I feel like it is. There, really, there, there, there is a lot of reason to believe it is. Yeah. Like, 
Right, okay. Um, oh, but so just on that as well, like, I don't know if we mentioned then, but there's that thing of where they mentioned to Bran, if you stay in the vision for too long, you'll get trapped there. That's a thing, isn't it? Maybe the Night King. And like, the idea is Bran gets trapped in the vision of the guy who's the Night King and becomes the Night King. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, that's the theory into the... Yeah. Mm, right, yeah, okay. So there's like, there's like a, a Bran in current timeline and then a Bran who's trapped in the alternate timeline. The future Bran. Future Bran's the Night King stuck well, in this pa- timeline. Well, almost past Bran. Like, he's gone into the past to view something, got stuck there, and come come with the Night King into the future. And it's like, so it's like old Bran versus current Bran, kind of, you know, yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. How did that work now that he's constantly seeing everything? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's a, it's <laughs> yeah. a problem. That's, that's always the problem with time travel stories, yeah. isn't it? Like, if, if he's seen everything at once, he's, he's literally in a vision constantly. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he, ha- he has to be a bad guy because there's no way you can have a good character that, yeah. that can see everything at once. Yeah, like, it's too, it's too, it's too convenient. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. he can do whatever he wants to stop everything happening there and, and then. tell anyone to do anything. You know, like say solve yeah. any problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'd be quite disappointed if it turns out to be like that. It's too easy, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's so. Too yeah. easy. Um, in this episode as well, this is where we we learn the White Walkers were created by the Children of the Forest. Yep. It's important to remember that we learn Bran has the ability to control the future by changing the past. So yeah, well, it's mentioned <laughs> exactly what I just said. He could he could affect what's going to happen in Westeros by becoming the Night King. <laughs> the yeah. picture of the character from the episode is Benjin. Benjin yeah, I want to know about Benjin, right? He's dead, isn't he? He's uh, now, yeah. So, but he was dead, undead. I don't think it's ever confirmed. He what, claims what? that he can't go to the wall because there's a magic barrier protecting the wall from the dead. He said, "That's why I can't go there." there are, yeah, there's a magic barrier like woven into the wall, so that I believe that the White Walkers can't go past the wall, but they just blow the wall down, don't they? In the end, anyway. So I don't yeah, know he, how he looks. He looks dead. Yeah, he looks yeah, pretty cold. I, I assume, like, <laughs> I assume uh, the Night King was turning him or something. It just didn't happen. I don't know, but I don't know. To be that's honest, that's what I've assumed. That like he was, he was maybe killed and brought back to life by the Night King, but. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the Night King's got like Lord of Light powers. Well, I suppose he has because he's raised everyone from the dead. <laughs> yeah, he literally has. <laughs> this is another thing in the book where Samuel Tarly and some other people come across a character called Cold Hands. Well, they, they just call him Cold Hands. They don't know his name. And obviously with him being a book, you don't know who that character is, but the theory is it's Benjamin Stark. You know, yeah. That's the power of a book. You, you, can't, yeah. you can't figure out who yeah. the character is. But uh, he doesn't die in the books, but yeah, apparently Cold Hands is Benjamin Stark kind of thing, yeah. Interesting. Episode six is a bit of a slower episode. Uh, Jamie is finally leaving King's Landing for River Run, and Arya bails on the fa- Faceless Men and then finds her sword needle. Yeah, because um, you, you mentioned at the beginning of season five, I think, that uh, she was made to get rid of all her own stuff, but she kind of hid a needle under some rocks, right. didn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah. She hid her possessions when she was supposed to get rid of them. Exactly. Mm. Well, she hid them, didn't hide them very well. What, the, like near she's, some rocks near the harbour? She, she, yeah, it's under a rock. How that wasn't found, I'll never know. But. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at least it, in this episode, Bran is saved from the White Walker by his uncle Benjamin Stark, as I mentioned then. Who tells him that Dragonglass stops the White Walkers and he must become the Free Eyed Raven? All right, episode seven. Uh, we've got Ian McShane. Who's Ian McShane? Ian McShane is a, an actor who played Lovejoy on BBC. Hey, Google. <laughs> hey, Google. 
Who does Ian McShane play in Game of Thrones? He played the priest. Who? I'm afraid I don't understand. He played well, a, a come priest. Come on, John, you <laughs> Google. He was a, like a, a kind of like weird like nomad priest who the Hound came across. Yeah. Who then got killed by like a band of raiders or something. Oh, that's where we're at. And the this hound is, found his body and was fuming about it. This is one of the few episodes that starts without a title, the title screen first. It's like, it starts with the hound, or it starts with that little town that's been built. Yeah. And then the the hound just turns up and he's chopping wood. And then that's when the credits, not credits, title card shows, which is rare for Game of Thrones. Because the last yeah. time we actually seen him was at the end of season four, wasn't it? And you the thought hound. he was dying. And like we actually thought he was dead. Um, I think you'll find like when we were talking in the last in our last podcast, I'm sure I was like, yeah, you know, leaves him to die. I'm like, because in my head at that point, I'd forgotten he comes back. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, he's dead. That's the end of the Hound. Mm. But no, it's not. He 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 turns back up. Um, tries to make himself useful, live a better life, um, live his best life. <laughs> in the books as well, like there's another point where somebody, come, I think it might be Brienne, comes across a character who's living with a, a load of monks and he's all like uh, bandaged up, he can't tell who it is, but he's like doing all the odd jobs for these monks and it, the theory is it's the hound basically. Like You still don't know in the books if it's the hound or not, but yeah. I mean, you, you still don't know either because yeah, the books could be books so far different. behind now. Uh, yeah, so... There are a few other things in this episode which are key but small points. Uh, Yara and Fionn plan to take the Iron Fleet to Daenerys. Uh, John and Sansa gathering a northern army. Uh, gathering a northern army complete with badass lady Liana Mormont. So that's the young... The 10-year-old or whatever she is. Yeah, and again on this, this is the the, the most recent rewatch is the only season of, I think I've really connected Jorah Mormont with... A house yeah. in the north. Yeah, yeah. Never knew that. I, like even I don't know how I missed that every time before. But yeah, that was his house, and he disgraced the name and had to like leave. To yeah, her. yeah. But he's got a southern accent in the Game of Thrones world. He's not got a northern accent compared. Mm, yeah, to... no, you're right. Yeah, the actor, oh Ian Glenn, I think he's called. But he's a good actor. He's been in, like Resident Evil and no, stuff. He is, so, yeah. I suppose he's got like a, an upper class type accent in the show, yeah. hasn't he? Like he's very like Khaleesi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm Ian Glenn. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's not from like Flea Bottom or anything where people have a bit more of a common accent. Yeah. He's got like an actual like noble nobleman accent. Or the North yeah. when it's like, we're all from Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I pledge my soldiers. <laughs> I don't know what I want. Um, yeah, so the Lady Mormon, there's a good moment here where they go through a full like five minute scene where Sansa and John are trying to convince the Mormons to join. And she's like, we will pledge all of our men and give them swords to fight with you. It's like, brilliant. Like, how many have you got? And she's like, she looked to her side, spoke to her advisor, went, 62. <laughs> it's like, great. great. <laughs> but it sounds like they're a, a good a good fighting house. So, yep. yeah. And the High Sparrow pretty much takes power in King's Landing at this point. Uh, episode eight. Jamie and Brienne have a sweet farewell as Riverrun falls to the Lannister forces. Is that the Blackfish stuff? Yeah. I feel like we've glossed over it a little bit. This is another death in the show where they just mention off screen that the Blackfish has been killed. They're like, yeah, we finally got through and the Blackfish has been killed. And it's like, why wouldn't you show that? I don't don't get it. There's a big character in the books. And uh, in the books, he eventually is convinced by someone. I can't think who now. Maybe Edmund, I think they use Edmund Tully to, uh, or Edmure, sorry, Edmure Tully, to just give up uh, with everyone. Like, you, you fight on a lost cause. 
and eventually he gives it up, but he slips out the back door so they can't catch him. And in the books, the blackfish is just on the loose somewhere kind of thing, mm. but in the show, it's apparently dead. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose you don't see it. You don't well, see it. Just get, Jamie gets told on him that he's well, been no, killed. Well, no, but like, um, I think he uh, he kind of shows Brienne off. He's like, go on, quick, on the boat. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And then, then you kind of, like you say, it turns like, around it's, it's off screen. But There's like, another cut in there where it just, that battle doesn't get shown. No, yeah. no, but like, it's off screen, but like, I think you do see like the Lannister army come in and, the, and he goes to fight, like, yeah. fend them off. For and then later on, they tell Jamie that the Blackfish has been killed. And he's like, what? is it something like, why did they kill him? Like, we could have used him as like a yeah. hostage, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, Jamie waves off Brienne. Uh, Brienne escapes in a little boat. Yeah, Cause, cause With Podrick. <laughs> yeah, uh, Podrick and his magical penis. <laughs> uh, King's Landing. King's Landing is a shit show leading up to the big boom. Okay, so we're getting up there. So is this episode nine we're on now? Yes, yeah, so we're on episode. No, sorry, episode eight. So episode we'll get eight. we'll get to that next episode. Ah, yeah, finally kills the waif. Yep, good episode. Yep. Uh, the big moment here is where Daenerys, Daenerys, <laughs> Daenerys finally returns to Marine on the back of Drogon to reclaim the city from the ma- the Master's fleet. I like the pronunciation of, of Daenerys. Then it's like the uh, the audio book. It's like <laughs> da- da- Daenerys, Daenerys Targaryen, Patar, Lord Patar Baelor. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I think the bit you're on about, like the the, the uh, fleet or um, kind of. Um, narrowing in on uh, where is it again? Sorry. Marine, Marine, and uh, yeah, I think she she saves the day at the eleventh hour, doesn't she? Yep. Episode nine, Battle of the Bastards. This is one of the oh, I forgot about this. One of the one of the sort of uh, highlights of the show, I would yeah. say. Season one, it's a really good season. battle. Right? Um, so Daenerys and Tyrion destroy the Masters and finally meet Yara and Fionn. But that's but that's hard to remember after watching the biggest battle in TV history. I won't go that far, but it's it's, I, yeah, a, I it's a huge battle in the show. Pretty good, but, yeah. I mean, uh, the Battle of the Bastards. By the way, this is this is Esquire. I, I didn't say it was the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Battle of the Bastards between the following. On one side is House Stark, House Mormont, House Hornwood, House Mazin, uh, and House Arryn, and the Wildlings. Storming Winterfell. I don't think the Wildlings are there at this point. The Wildlings. Were- Co- I think they're part Coast of the army now. The wild, yeah. The wild, yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're totally right. Um, yeah, because you've got them. Um, I remember it's uh, it's uh, Davos Seaworth, and he's like leading people on and stuff from the yeah. from the background. Yeah. Um, I've had that giant's there as well, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. Because oh, one 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 one. Because <laughs> in the end, he ends up storming uh, Winterfell, doesn't he? Yeah. On the other side is House Bolton, House Carstark, and House Umber. Yeah. So they're the you they you would you say they're Three of the four biggest houses in the north. They are, yeah. And again, in the book, like the Umbers are pretty much dead, I think. Uh, yeah. And one of them was taken hostage. And the Karstarks, Rob Stark beheaded the leader of the Karstarks back in like series three. I don't know if you remember. Rob Stark yeah, beheaded yeah, an yeah. old guy in the in the rain, and like that's why the Karstarks turn against them because yeah. because of that. There's um, yeah, it's in the books. There's Karstark and Umber a lot more. I think they're still prominent. On, on, on the side of the Starks in the books. I don't think they've like rebelled against them, but... But they're still more, like, pivotal? Or, like, Not really. Any... Pretty much the same no. as the show, like, yeah. just in the background. Uh, yeah, Jon Snow retakes... Here's some bullet points from the battle, though. Uh, Jon Snow retakes Winterfell. Rickon Stark dies. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. That happens. Yeah, but can we just get onto that bit, like, uh, the way that Ramsay Bolton totally plays Jon Snow with yeah. that? 
where he sends Rickon out purely just to bring Jon Snow out kind of thing. I, I love that moment where Jon Snow can't get there in time and Rickon is dead. And then the entire uh, Bolton army like goes forward and there's that, that, that shot of Jon Snow with this. He draws a sword and it's just him stood, stood against the entire army. But just in time, Davos Seaworth has got the army to, to ride yeah, in to yeah, save yeah. him kind of thing. That's an awesome moment, that. Yeah, though. it is cool. That's yeah. really good. The um, we forgot we we didn't cover it earlier. I think we must have skipped over it. But Ramsay's obviously in charge of the Bolton House at the moment because he yeah. killed Bruce Bolton. Oh God, if we, if we, this is back in series five. This we yeah, so we've skipped. <laughs> skipped. Yeah. Um, we'll just cover that now though. Where Ram, yeah. Ramsay Ramsay took out his his dad after he found out that his um, uh, his tr- first true born son and, has been born. Yeah, I was going to say that 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 seems like awful when when he yeah. takes his um, step mum into, little... into the into the um, yeah, because you know it's coming, and um, yeah, I, I watched this the this on my rewatch, and when when she's holding the baby, and then the dogs yeah. basically he, he locks her in with the dogs, all back yeah. and it's to get rid of any succession instead of him uh, in the bottom mm. line, and also kill kill off the his mother in law. But I was shocked when he when he took out his dad. I, I was not expecting that. But then when he yeah when he did that scene where he, he took the the baby down into the the, the hounds it's graphic as fuck because you when he's there you hear the baby crying just before the attack and it's just yeah. absolutely brutal. That, it's a bit too uh, simple for me in the show. It's just literally he walks up and stabs him, doesn't he? Like uh, and that's how he kills Bruce Bolton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the book, there's, there's hints all the way through the book that Bruce Bolton knows that one day Ramsay will kill him, but he's not bothered. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's my blood. I'm sure one day he will kill and re- replace me, but that's how it's going to go, kind of thing. Okay. Bruce Bolton's a lot more diplomatic in the book than he is in the show, I think. Uh, but he doesn't have a kid More in the diplomatic in the book? Like, I'd say so. Yeah. It's more, can't think of the word, not diplomatic. It's more, he knows that how bad Ramsay is, and he knows that one day he will kill him, but he's fine with it. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. He's resigned to the fact that, yeah, yeah. His end will come probably at the hands, at the hands of his, of his, his, his yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Interesting. So yeah, um, the end of this episode, episode nine, this is the end of Ram- Ramsey. Uh, Sansa watches as Ramsey gets eaten alive by his own dogs. Yeah. His starving hounds. We were talking about the battle, like the, basically, I don't want to say the good guys, but <laughs> the um, Jon Snow and all his armies, they, they, they like, they're pretty much dead until the the the, the veil comes and saves the day, don't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, led by a little finger. Yeah. Yeah. Led by a little finger, yeah. Little finger saves the day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, a couple of notes with the battle as well. There's a few bits here that I thought it was weird watching it, that when you realise afterwards it's done for uh, budget reasons, they couldn't afford to do it. Uh, ghost is it in the battle? I've 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 read this myself. Like, was that budget reasons? Yeah, they could only that... afford to do one one or ghost. Yeah, so they, they chose, chose one one. Yeah. All right. Which okay. it's just a bit disappointing, really. Like HBO got great, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. you'd have thought they could afford to do two. <laughs> <laughs> and also the bit where the battle turns into a big like they're just getting encircled and they're getting squashed in. That wasn't part of the original like storyboard or anything. That came about because they were like running way over budget and they were behind with the shooting, and they came up with that idea of just like just have a big crush kind of thing. Uh, I think it worked in the in good, the it, end. It's like, good. Um, it does work, but that only came about as a result of what they wanted to do. They couldn't afford to do yeah. or, or have the time to do kind of thing. So that's a shame. But then I did like the idea of the sort of claustrophobia and this, you know, the stabbing from the outside and then all. Yeah, in. yeah. It's just yeah. very kind of 
brutal in it, like you yeah. Yeah, just but I, I got a sense of claustrophobia in there, especially did, when John Snow gets yeah, 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 gets, yeah, gets knocked Snow, over yeah. and he's covered in bodies and yeah. he's just getting trampled. It's awful. Like, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, Ramsey gets eaten alive by his own dogs. Well, that's oh. a great moment when like one one smashes through the uh, the Winterfell gate and he's got like a million arrows stuck in him. But when Jon oh, Snow God, yeah. takes on Ramsay Bolton and is blocking like every arrow with his shield yeah, yeah. and catches him and just beats the shit out of him, kind of thing, that's quite yeah. a, quite yeah. a satisfying end to the whole thing. And then, yeah. then obviously he he gets quite a just um, um, end, doesn't he? Yeah, where, where he's fed he's fed to his own dog, which he earlier on the episode admitted that he'd. Uh, not fed him in about a week yeah. <laughs> to make him fucking ravenous. Yeah. I think like I think that, that those moments we've just spoke about then highlight for me something I'd said like about it on a previous show, which was whilst I think the show's less good than it used to be, there are still like moments peppered in where it's like these are like fantastic moments, yeah, you yeah. know, in just TV in general. Yeah. Like I think generally I preferred the earlier seasons, but when you talk about all the Ramsey Bolton stuff, where a lot of it is late seasons. Um, like you said about um, the arrows, it's just like I don't know. There are there are a lot of the, like really amazing moments, even in in show in, in <coughs> series that I don't class as being probably as good. Yeah, do you follow like, what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. There's yeah. great moments in that battle. For me, one of the not so good moments is when the veil turn up at the end, the Knights of the Veil, and it's like that's how we're gonna end it. Just another. They've done that so many times now, where like the battle's about to get beat, on another army turns up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah done. done. They've, they've done it a lot. Yeah, it? yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it's still good. I mean, I mean, I guess we, we, we'll talk about um, our predictions at the end of season seven, I guess. But um, I, I've got, I've got a prediction. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. So, um, episode ten: the winds of winter. Cersei blows up the trial of Loris at this point. The, the so Loris is having his trial with the high school. Yeah, the what's it called? The Sept of Baelor. Sept of Baelor. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The so this is Loris's trial and is this where in the book half the cast die? It's not in the book, this bit. Sorry. Okay, I thought yeah. I thought I didn't know like you said mentioned earlier that there's there's something that happens. Oh no, sorry, I was referring to this bit in the show, like the uh yeah, when yeah. They, they take out a load of cast and oh, yeah. one go, yeah. Um yeah, so this is where the Loris is having a his homosexuality trial. Yeah, gets the being accused of being gay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, <laughs> that's pretty gets, much that. Gets the, what's what's the star called? Mark of the Septim or something. Oh God, I can't think now. I know what you mean. The, yeah, he yeah. gets that in like engraved into his forehead. Yeah, but Marjorie notices that Cersei in there. And um, all the doors are being closed. <laughs> yeah, notices all the doors being locked, and she's like, she, she goes to the high baron and goes like, you know, you need to get out of here. Need, need, need to, need to go, mate. Yeah, there's something it's, going on here. It's a back door, this. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, uh, Queen Cersei's uh, used the wildfire to blow the sept up, mm. and she kills off the list of Marjorie Tyrell, Loras Tyrell, Mace Tyrell, the high sparrow. Sparrow. <laughs> sparrow. I was going to read the whole thing as quickly as possible, and then it came out with the High Sparrow. I think he might survive, to be honest. But... No. <laughs> High Sparrow, Lancel Lannister, Kev- Kevin Lannister, Grandmaster Pace at Pycelle. Mm, that's down here, but I'm sure Grandmaster Pycelle got out. No, I think he does. Did he die? Part. Yeah. But didn't so. he make moments beforehand where they were like making a point of Grandmaster Pycelle not going? 
I can't think that. I no, that don't know. Grandmaster. Am I wrong? Wait, I feel like he might have just been killed. You know, like, uh, why do I feel like he was like he had his? Apparently he died. I can't think. He died. No, I, I, he died I, feel, well. I feel like I know what you mean. I, yeah. In his chambers or something? Yeah, I like. feel like he got... Was it like a, a prostitute kid or something who killed him like this? Yeah, something like that, yeah. I'm, I'm totally imagining this. No, I, I actually think he was. I, 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 <laughs> I love that it says here, it kills wildfire to become queen, and uh, she, so she kills people with wildfire. You're saying you've got a memory of her being him being killed in a in a chamber. You agree with that and now it's a child who's That was a child him. prostitute. <laughs> now they think he's still no, alive. No, no. Sorry, he weren't in his chamber. It was the birds. It was the little, uh, little birds. The little yeah. birds. They all killed him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. So not, a, not a prostitute. No, it wasn't a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember now, yeah. But there's um I mean is that all the list or she kept she definitely kept him alive before that. I'm sure that she turned him up from going because he was going to go and then right. he got a message or something saying yeah, it, don't it, go to the one, one of the birds I think pretty much said like oh. is that because she wanted to do he, it differently yeah, yeah right okay because I think he thought he took command of the little birds after various yeah, yeah, yeah. landing but obviously yeah but um, like, basically one of the little birds brought him down to that other maester right not right. a real maester Kyburn Kyburn yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and Kyburn's like yeah well <laughs> <laughs> he basically says yeah I'm going to kill you <laughs> this leads to one of the having one of the sadder moments of the show which shocked me completely Tommen just walks out of a window <laughs> I mean kills himself you, you, you said sad I pissed my side <laughs> I, I found this so I, goofy I, right, I remember when this series happened and we spoke about this and I we've had the exact, exact same conversation yeah. before because I was like oh sad about that he was, he was going to be like he could have been a good king and you two were like yeah it was dead funny I, oh, I, honestly what? when I first watched that the very first time I watched it I burst out in laughter I thought it was oh, hilarious it like. like the direction of it is so weird just watching him like just flop out a window was yeah. like, <laughs> 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 I just love you two are laughing at it, and I'm sat at home jaw dropped going <laughs> oh my god he's walked out of a window no, I, 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 I was in stitches watching that bit and I was I have I, I, I was in my rewatch as well. I think, I think it's a hilarious. I do. I just think they could they could make that quite dramatic, like someone killing themselves. But it's just like a oh, out the window I go, like Hannah's Mullen and the Simpsons or something. Like no, it's oh, it's it's much more artistic than down that. Down I he, go. <laughs> Man jumps out of a window. No, because he, he walks off, over to it. He the goes off camera, doesn't he? Though the camera goes, like, he goes off camera. He comes back, puts his crown down. And then walks out the window. I think, I think no. I think he puts his crown down, goes off um, um, camera, and then next thing is he just walks back on camera and out the window. Out the window. And, and, and it really was. It was like a cartoon or something. Yeah, not having it. Uh, not having it. it. it yeah. was hilarious. Like Tom and Jerry sort of like road running when he like he walks out. Yeah, straight down. <laughs> yeah, like it, his it, legs it, are like he stopped in midair before falling. Yeah. just <laughs> walked out with <laughs> Tyrion's, Tyrion's painted like the wall, and it's like yeah. a tunnel. And it's <laughs> yeah. uh, right, okay. Uh, meanwhile, Le- Liana Mormont gives a badass speech declaring Jon Snow king of the north. King of the north. King of the north. <laughs> Uh, That's the it, only king I'll bend my knee to. <laughs> <laughs> is it king of the north or king in the north? Because I've heard both used. King I think, of I think north. both really king might work. Daenerys sets sail for Westeros with Tyrion as Hand of the Queen. Bran has a vision that confirms Jon Snow is the son of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen and Daenerys is his aunt. There's a lot of information to take on at the end of a, yeah. a season. That. that was literally the end. I think Samwell, 
Oh, sorry, no, that's the next season. This is where but, you but you don't learn yet that he's Aegon Targaryen. I was going to say that last yeah, yeah. about. But you learn that he's the son of Lyanna Stark and Rhaegar Targaryen. But I've got to admit, the, the direction of this is awesome, I thought. This is the same director, I think, who did the Hard Home episode from before. I think it's like Spanish or something. It's got a foreign-sounding name. Uh, but the, the <laughs> foreign sounding foreign sounding name, <laughs> just from it, from, from Dawn, not from England. <laughs> uh, but the even though the bit with Tom and Dime before I found hilarious, this is really well directed. I think the way he does it, the the intercut from the uh, the birth of the child, and the intercut from the baby's face to Jon Snow's face in the in the yeah, present, yeah. like just a really good moment. I thought the uh, and that confirms that Jon Snow is the daughter of. Lyanna Stark and he's not the daughter of <laughs> oh daughter yeah he's the, he's the son yeah, of a uh, little baby girl of her <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I, I, I agree because uh, I, I liked there was all sorts of rumours on there beforehand and all sorts of theories of who he was yeah I mean everyone figured it out kind of thing yeah like for me not being well versed in like the books or anything like when that happened to me like I knew it was coming, but it was nice to get the it was moment. The confirmation of it, like the confirmation of like you said, the the shot coming, like zooming back out of the baby's yeah. face, and then Jon Snow's face appearing. You're like, oh, look, there you go. Look. I'm pretty sure as well, like the direction of it was amazing, and the way they did it, they had the Stark theme playing over the top of it, which was like just an awesome moment. Like, yeah. even though everyone pretty much figured it out, just the way they confirmed it was awesome. It was like, yeah, that's a class moment. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, that pretty much brings season uh, six to a, to a close. We've got a few points for season seven. Yeah, so for like obviously me and John, um, and I think you, Joe, for the finale. Yeah. Um, we, we we did an episode by episode run through um, two years ago, well eighteen months ago, um, but I guess we, uh, we we'll we'll do a quick run through of season seven at this point. Yeah. Okay. I've got a few key points from the entire season to just sort of go over. Yeah. Yeah. First one is I get to revenge on the phrase. Great moment, yeah. Yeah, it is good. It's like the the starting scene of season seven. I'd forgot that Arya had killed Walder Frey in season six, and it didn't even come up in the recap that I just said to you, so maybe it was forgettable. (laughs) Do you feel, I I feel though almost, I'm a bit disappointed when like, I first experienced this when Joffrey died. I'm just a bit disappointed when a certain faction gets killed off, because you just think, oh... That will, the show will lose something when now they're gone. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, and this is another moment where I was thinking, like, uh, that was a good moment and everything, but I'm just gutted that that's the phrase are done now. They're gone. You know what I mean? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally, totally agree with what you mm. said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I get a revenge on the phrase. So she kills off the entire Frey house, like you said. And she literally feeds Wall of Frey, uh, well, his sons. In a pie. In a pie. Mm. And I, I think it's. I love it because she's talking. She's talking to a hot pie, um, later on in the season, and and like they're talking about. Uh, I think he's telling her how he like he bakes pies and stuff. Oh, have you baked many pies? And I was like, <laughs> baked a few. <laughs> I think it's something like he says, like, oh, and I put the crust over the top and I I, I, I cook it this way. And she's like, oh, I didn't do that. It's like, what, you made some parts? Well, yeah, I made a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Cersei courts an alliance with Euron Greyjoy. So with no allies left and enemies on all sides, Cersei entertains the possibility of siding with the psychopathic Euron Greyjoy. I think psychopath- psychopathic's probably a bit of a too strong. Bit too strong, yeah. yeah just, I don't uh, think he's a psychopath. He's By the way, clinical, this, yeah. Clinical, yeah. yeah. I've got this from therap.com. These are these key, the key moments of Game of Thrones. I've picked up the season seven one. Yeah, played by a great actor. I'll point out. I can't think of his name now, but Yoren Greyjoy. Yoren Greyjoy. Yeah. Hello Google. Hello Google. 
Hi Google. Well, no. Uh, who played? Hi Google. You're on Greyjoy. Who played him in Game of Thrones? Euron Greyjoy was played by Pilu Aspic. There you go. <laughs> Scandinavian actor. Oh, is he Scandinavian? Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, um, so Euron King... Euron King? Euron Greyjoy. Euron Greyjoy, King of the Iron Isles. Uh, she refuses his marriage proposal, but as a show of faith, he promises a priceless gift. Which, okay. You know, he brings a. He basically brings a. You're a great. You're a great joy and Ilaria Sand. Well, Yara's is, not really her gift. Um, Yara's not. No, um, that's more for himself, isn't it? But um, it's Ilaria, uh, Ilaria Sand, Sand, yeah, and, Sand, and the daughter as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, the murderers of Marcella. Yep, yep. The Sand Snakes. Yeah, the Sand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daenerys sent Elaria Sand and the Sand Snakes back to Dawn to raise their army. Uh, but we didn't mention as well that um, the, the Martells got wiped out. The Martell, well, the Martells were part of Daenerys' sort of group for a very short amount of time. They joined were up with they? them. It was Varys, um, but the Tyrells had as well. Tyrells were, were part of Daenerys's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, because that's that's yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. uh, what's her name? Oh, the uh, oh, Queen of Thorns. Queen of Thorns. Queen of Thorns. Yeah. She was she was with Daenerys in the table. She with, was uh, right, right. With the Dornish. but they're all wiped out. The Tyrells are gone. Do you think that's crazy though? That those characters who've been in it for a lot longer get wiped out pretty quickly. Right. Yeah, but again, this is why I don't like it. I feel like it's more for convenience for the show than for telling a good story. That, because I'm pretty sure in the books that won't happen that way. You know what yeah. I mean? They won't wipe out the Tyrells and the Martells kind of thing. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... John meets Daenerys for the first time. So this is the first meeting between the Mother of Dragons and the King of the North, or yeah. King of yeah, the North. I think John, he, he basically goes... I mean, like I said, we've done this on an episode by episode, but he goes down to... Uh, I can't remember what the, the keep's called... Dragonstone. 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 Because it's, it. it's planted on top of uh, a dragon glass. Dragon glass. Yes. Yeah. And pictures drew by the first men. Yeah. And... Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, Daenerys demands fealty from John, who refuses. She doesn't believe him about the Night King either, which is a major problem. But Daenerys does allow John to mine the Dragonstone's dragon glass, which will be a key in that battle. Yep. Cersei gets her revenge. So, with Ilaria captured, Cersei uses the same poison that killed her daughter, Marcella, to kill Ilaria's daughter, Tyene. I find then, I find this sorry. I find this pretty sickening because it's mad. This because one. because yeah. like the, she ties them both up like um, at a distance where they can't reach each other, and then she kills. Well, she kisses the one um, the daughter with the poison lips, which is a defilement anyway. Yeah, like, um, and then. Um, basically, she leaves them both down there to rot. But she said, "I'm going to make sure the uh, the guards um, keep cha- uh, making sure, like changing the fire and feeding you. Every- and if you don't eat, I'm going to force feed you, just so that I'm going to force feed you, so, so, so that you can watch your daughter die and watch her rot and turn to bones." I mean, you've got to have an imagination to sort of come out with that. It's mad, yeah, yeah. it's, it's. I think she'll come back at some point. That Eloia Sand character. She's not dead, is she? She's still no, alive. She's still there. She's, she's, watch, she's watching her daughter rot. Yeah. <laughs> she and, will come back. And she's also the wife of Luther from uh, the other TV show. 
Luther, Mike BBC Luther. TV show. Oh, really? That's that's the actress who played the oh, wife of Luther. Is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, she might come back as uh, Luther's wife. <laughs> 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 yep. Um, yeah, so Jamie executes a deft strategic move, and while the Unsullied are capturing Castle Rock, he marches on high guard in the seat of House Tyrell. This is what you're on about, yeah. Yeah, Jamie gets the Tyrell Fortress, eliminates Lady Alana, the Queen of Thorns. Yeah, and just and she just before she dies, she confirms that she was the one behind Joffrey's death. Yes, uh, and basically takes them the money from one of the wealthiest families or the wealthiest family in Westeros. Yeah, which is when they they're then transporting that back in season episode four. You get which is one of my favorite episode or moments is the battle where Daenerys meets the Lannisters. Yeah, just to mention there as well, what a great moment that is where Lady Alana, before she reveals to Jamie that she killed Joffrey, she drinks the poison, knowing that she'll be dead in life twenty seconds anyway, yeah, yeah. so that Jamie can't torture her any further, kind of thing. Just a nice little, you know, capper on it, kind of thing. Like, oh, by the way, I killed your son. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I, lo- I love that moment when I rewatched it. Again. Yeah, yeah. Was she? Um, she obviously changed all the clothes to be black after a certain point in the show. She, she was always like a, an emerald green. Yeah, like the the colors of like Tyrell and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then she started wearing black when all the family had died. Like. I thought, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Well, a good change of wardrobe. I just mentioned there as well, like uh, the Kingsguard always wore white until Cersei became Queen Regent and then changed it all to black. Just a little, uh, yeah, a and little um, artistic I'd, change. I listened back to our finale episode for uh, season seven, and we were talking about the armor. And me and John, you, we said we were going to do a podcast about armor. Yeah, I'd be well up for yeah, that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the armor, that Kingsguard armor in season seven is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, love that. Uh, the Stark kids reunite, season seven, so in something of a more subdued moment, Arya Stark returns to Winterfell, where Sansa Stark is the Lady of Winterfell. Bran Stark, now the Free-Eyed Raven, and very weird, has arrived as well, bringing more Stark kids together in one place than we've seen since season one. Literally all of the currently living Stark children have come back home. So who's, which Stark kids have died? Rickon? Rob. Rickon and Rob, is that it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Of all the death in the show, there's still, what, four of the Star Kids left? Yeah. That's the I funny thing. John. Yeah, like, people th- people thought all the way through that Rickon was dead, Bran was dead, Arya was dead, but, like, they're not. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. They've just been... Everyone just thought they were dead, and they're not, like, the... Uh, what I mentioned before, Daenerys attacked the Lannister line, so in re- response to losing Highgarden and Dawn, which is mad when you think that Daenerys was technically holding those places for alliances. Yeah. Um yeah, Daenerys finally takes warfare into her own hands. So I think this is where she ignores Tyrion's sort of advice. Warns, yeah. Yeah, so she and her Dothraki warriors head for King's Landing, but then don't attack the city. They attack the Lannister supply line, bringing gold and grain to the city. Um, Daenerys uses Drogon to destroy the Lannister supply wagons and the Dothraki decimate at least a part of the Lannister army. But we don't see the full aftermath of the battle or Jaime Lannister's fate. So, and they also wipe out the Tarly bloodline as well. They, they kill. Do. Well, they don't wipe. Tarly. Well, well, no, we've got to get to that. But they, they kill Randall Tarly and the the elder, not Dick the on. eldest son, but Dickon. Dickon. Yeah. But the only one left now is Samwell, who's like committed to the, the Night's Watch. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think he can take up the family uh, name yet, kind of thing. Okay, so, yeah, okay. Yeah. But yeah, uh, well, coming on to that next point on here is Daenerys wipes out House Tarly. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, burns them to a crisp. Uh, that leaves Tarly without a head, unless Samwell ever leaves the night, Night's Watch without being executed for desertion. So yeah, Samwell, in Season 7, abandons the Maester training, 
So he's been being he's been training to become a maester, but then he's become more frustrated. We didn't talk about him at all for no. five, six, or seven. Does it happen more in season seven when he's curing? It is season seven of that. Can I talk about that moment now? Then yeah, is it right. Good? The moment where he cures him of his like iron oh. uh, of his uh, grayscale, he cuts into him right, yeah, and it's gross, and he cuts into him, and all this like yellow like pus comes out, yeah, and then the next moment is someone digging into a bowl of food, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, th- um, I think it's like um, I had um, into a, like a right into a into a, like a cream pie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not messing. The first time I watched that, that like made me feel ill. Because, yeah. like, it looked... Gr- I can't tell, like, like, pus and stuff as, yeah, like, no, as yeah. a thing anyway. Yeah. But when, when they, you cut into it and you hear the, like, like that, was, like, going through the top layer of skin, and then you... The next shot is, is someone eating a bowl of, like, stuff that had a skin on the top of the bowl. It's just rank. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Good TV work. I just felt ill watching that. Yeah, yeah. Good little intercut, like a, a smash cut kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Is that what it's called? Like a smash. Yeah, cut? when you go from like one thing to another, that like you, you carry over the feelings from that first one to the yeah. next shot. Game of like, Thrones has a lot of that. But yeah, this one was yeah. like done for for the sake of gruesomeness. Yeah, yeah. And like I've not got a problem with that. I just didn't. I just felt ill. I'm sure I mentioned this on the episode we did, but I've got an issue with that. Just that. Grayscale is this ultimate killer of men kind of thing. Like, you can no cure for it. Oh, but you can just cut it all off. Like, you know, I mean, it's just a really simple kind I think, of cure. I think, like the... think for me is that um, it's like, oh, yeah, grayscale is this really terrible disease. It's like, oh, the two people you've ever met with it, both fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sinus's daughter, Jora, yeah. fine. Yeah, she had bigger issues to deal with than uh, grayscale, yeah. And yet there's all these, like, men, like, in uh, the old um, city where the Targaryens lived. yeah. Um, just, just, just running around with grayscale. Yeah, yeah. Cersei is pregnant. What's the next, next step? Or is she? Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> Beat me to it. Yep, yep. <laughs> Sorry, man. <mate. laughs> no, no. <laughs> Jon Snow assembles. We're just leaving that because there's just not much to talk about there. But Jon Snow assembles Westeros's magnificent seven. Um. So, what, who they got the arms? This. So can, this can is can where can name them. Yeah, go on. North. Hound. So yeah, so Jon Snow. Tom yeah. and Giant Spain. Hound, Jon Snow, Taurus. Tom and Giant Spain. I can't think of the Red Priest who comes back to life. Oh, yeah, that oh, guy. Beric Dondarrion. Beric Dondarrion, yeah. Uh, so the other guy who's with him, you know. Uh, so Beric, yeah. Uh, so the other guy who dies and by the, oh, killed yeah, by I the bear. Thoros of Mare. Thoros of Mare, yeah. So was that five? Gendry. Gendry was And there, yeah. Davosi. Was, no, he didn't, he didn't no, go. No, that's Sajora. Sajora, he didn't go, did he? Oh, yeah. So they're all off of the wall now looking for a white yeah. to take to the Queen. This is good, yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll get to that. But Littlefinger, uh, elsewhere, Littlefinger manoeuvres Aya and Sansa against each other. We all know how that ends out. Littlefinger ends up... Should we just say it now? Well, he ends up dying. Yeah. Well, have you heard the theory online about this? Go on. But the Littlefinger's not dead. The Littlefinger's not dead. Obviously. You see him get his throat slit. You do, but this is a universe where there are faceless men knocking about, aren't there? <laughs> so... You're gonna get that after every death. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. But but to be fair though, like in order to get someone's face, they need to be dead. Yeah, well that's the point. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so he's definitely dead. Could just be a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Benjamin Stark saves Jon Snow. Yeah, so, I don't yeah. like that. No, no, he dies as well. By the but this rabbit. is who fucking dies anymore? We don't know. I'm sure we mentioned it on the episode when we did it, but this is the biggest like cliche in all of movies and TV, where. It's the thing where they, they don't know how to explain something. So, like, what's it called? Uh, Benjamin ben Stark, Stark turns up, saves Jon Snow. When Jon's like, come with me. He's like, there's no time. It's like, 
Well, Just, you had time to ride here yeah, and yeah. save me, and I've got time to ride away. I know, so yeah. I come with it. There's no time. <laughs> Go. Yeah. And it's like well. What there was time, but now if you're gonna just ride, he just rides off and gets killed straight away. It's like there was time, Benjamin. You could have yeah. come with me. But. Just to mention, like you just kind of skipped over the fact that the big battle happened between yeah, yeah. between the White Walkers and 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 the dragon and the dragon gets taken by, out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, this whole battle. Well, that leads me to the next point where the Night King reanimates uh, one of the dragons. Yeah, yeah. Which dragon is it? Uh, Balearion or something? Viserion. Viserion. But like this, and this is how they end up um, breaking the spell on the wall, isn't it? By, yeah, with magical with, dragon fire. Yeah, yeah. I had a, an image when this happened that the dragon would breathe ice, but it doesn't. It's just fire. It's just blue, <laughs> blue, blue fire. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I thought I, I had this amazing image of like this kind of like ice barrage, but no, <laughs> forget that. Jon Snow pledges fealty to Daenerys, ends up in a cabin, would it? Yeah, 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 and Tyrion's fuming about it. Tyrion yeah. looks at the door. He in does a, look a slightly fuming, yeah. conspiratorial way, which he then came out and said it's not conspiratorial. Um, he could read it as being concerned, being uh, guilty. You know, like as if like he's plotted against them or something. Yeah, so. yeah. You could you covered in like in your finale episode of season seven, but he basically said that that was supposed to show like bad things happen to all of Daenerys's lovers. And Jon Snow's now a lover. Oh, oh okay. right. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough, to be fair. Mm. Um, Cersei denies the truce with Daenerys and Jon Snow, but Jamie obviously goes north anyway. Yeah. That was a massive moment, uh, the way she didn't kill Jamie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I was shocked. I thought, he, I thought, that I was thought he was dead at that point, that yeah. Uh, Sansa and I execute Littlefinger, which we just said then. Or did they? Or did they? <laughs> uh, Jamie leaves Cersei, so Cersei reveals she intends to betray Daenerys. Jamie argues with her. Uh, yeah, he basically leaves, storms out. But he, he, there's the first sign of snow in there in King's Landing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 literally, winter has come up, not um, up, um, down south now as well. Yeah. Last, last comment on the wrap for season seven big moments is the Night King breaches the wall, which we've just said, which yeah. is basically and they get they're about to go south of the wall with a dragon. And Jon Snow shags Dante. Yeah. Yes. So. Well you mentioned about getting onto that, the Aegon Targaryen thing. Mm. Did you want to do you have any questions? Oh yeah. So um Aegon Targaryen, like just want to revisit that that chat. Um in the book, Aegon Targaryen is not Jon Snow. Jon Snow is not Aegon Targaryen. There's another character who Everyone thought was killed by the mountain, who turns out was smuggled out of King's Landing, and is now raising an army in Westeros called Aegon Targaryen. Like in the what was in the show, Aegon Targaryen died with his sister by the hands of the mountain. Son of um, the Martell, there was a Martell allegiance, wasn't there? Was there not? Yeah, yeah, it was that's um, right. a liar Martell. Was Oberyn's was Oberyn's daughter. Oberyn's, Oberyn's son sister. and daughter. No, no, I'm sure. Oh, you sorry? Yeah, you're right. It was and the a, mountain raped and killed her. Yeah, Aegon Targaryen was Oberyn Martell's nephew. Yeah, he was the daughter of Elia Martell and Rhaegar Targaryen. Yes, and Rhaegar had an affair with Lyanna Stark and gave birth to Jon Snow. Yeah. Where, meanwhile, Aegon Targaryen was born. So basically, Rhaegar had two children, both called Aegon, with different women. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my issue with it. It's like it's like you're having a political joke. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's like why would that ever happen? Kind of thing. Like, yeah, like, because yeah. um, it's just it's just an interesting... It's like the, when they were writing the show, they forgot about that. That's, that's it's how almost I interpret like that, it. Like, yeah. But then they've merged it in the show. And think no one will notice. Like, we yeah, should do yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting because like, I, I like the idea that they've, they've differentiated it from the books by doing that. 
But yeah. then is that just because they've they kind of tripped themselves know. up a little bit? Like yeah, because they when when they have the home, we go his name is Akon Targaryen. It's just like oh, yeah, this, this is better than about before. Samwell's like, like oh my god, um, Gilly was reading something before. What was that? She was <laughs> yeah, she, and, and, which basically said that um, Rhaegar that and and in old his marriage was it yeah um, oh that's right and yeah, then yeah, got, yeah then got married in secret to, yeah, to Lyanna. To Lyanna. that's it it's like his name is john sand I, we covered this on the finale show because i was like i was when when they said his name's john sand i was thinking cool that's <laughs> yeah yeah cool name yeah john sand <laughs> just changed his name for the, yeah. for the last season and it's like wait they, but he had to marriage an old and then they're like oh his name is Akon Targaryen. <laughs> Yeah, but as before, you got Google to read it out, and Google read it out as Jon Snow is Aegon Targaryen, brother of Aegon Targaryen. It's like, <laughs> it's like that's my issue with it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, um, like I think that's it from well, the, yeah, so, the recap. I mean, obviously, obviously, there's a more in, in in depth episode by episode one. If uh, you if you want to go and check that out, um, yeah. um, before season eight comes out. Um, but uh, has anyone got any 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 Guesses as to what's coming. I think Jon Snow will be king and Daenerys will die. Okay, Joe. I think John. I think Queen Daenerys will be sat on the Iron Throne. She will not be able to have kids, so it will be a bittersweet moment where that will be the end of the Targaryen line. I think Gendry is going to be legitimized as a, a Baratheon, uh, and I think there's a possibility that. Cersei's child is born in the next season and becomes the only like like last the last Lannister. I can see Tyrion and Jamie maybe at least one of them dying, possibly both. Well I'll just mention then I think Jamie is the only Lannister survivor. I think maybe Sansa is the only Stark survivor. Uh Gendry is the only Baratheon survivor. Who's the fourth house Targaryen? Jon Snow was the Targaryen survivor. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm I I don't know if it's um I think but it's probably more me hoping I I'm I I want the uh, the Night King to just be sat on that at the end I want everyone <laughs> dead Night King on the throne I'm fine with that yeah. I'm I'm gonna say now I I I ninety percent think Bran is the Night King like yeah, I think so that will come out in this season what, one 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 more um thing I reckon might happen um you you mentioned before how they always do this thing where armies come and save them at the last minute I reckon there'll be some war and the golden army will show up at the last minute uh, <laughs> yeah it's a good shout yeah, yeah. that 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 because obviously um thing he's gone to get the golden army hasn't he they've got elephants as well. crows are, yeah. yeah he's gone to get the uh the golden army so they'll show up at the last minute and save someone yeah <laughs> but they've they've got elephants and we haven't seen war elephants in uh, yeah. Game of Thrones yet no exactly yeah. which should be something new for the last season yeah, war, war elephants. Yeah, well, it's good in Lord of the Rings, so they'll have, yeah. they'll have to top yeah. that. Yeah. How many dragons are going to be alive at the end of the show? One. I'm going to say one. And that'll be what's the main one called? Uh, the, Drogon. Drogon. That'll be the main one. The black and red one. Yeah. Yeah, you, the black and red one, and then you got the dead one, and then the other one that nobody really talks about. You never even see it. Yeah. They're named after people. Uh, Viserion's oh. named after Viserys, yeah. which is appropriate that that's the evil dragon now. Because yeah, like, yeah, Viserys yeah, was mental. Yeah. Like, yeah. Drogon, Drogon's them. obviously after Drogon. Drogon, yeah. There's another one, which can't I can't remember. think now. Yeah, I can't think of that. No. Yeah. Uh, hey, Google. What were the name of Daenerys's three dragons? Here's a summary from the website en.wikipedia.org. 
Daenerys emerges with three baby dragons, whom she names Drogon, Rhaegal, and Viserion. Rhaegal. After Rhaegal, yeah. Thanks, Google. Great. Fantastic. Well, we'll be doing an episode by episode for season eight, which is obviously only six episodes, so tune in for that. Yeah, definitely. Um, in, in a week's time. Yep. Um, well, from when this comes out. Um, uh, I think that's everything, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Time to end it there, I think. Join us next week for, like I say, the first episode of season eight. Um, but yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. A yeah. little chat. Yep. And catch up. Um, cool. Um, we'll end it there then. Thanks very much for listening. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye. 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 Google, what is the best flavour of Coca-Cola? What about raspberry coke? Hey Google. What about raspberry coke? I found eight on the website. That's fine, don't worry about it. Hey Google. Stop. Orange. No one should ever, ever try it. Raspberry coke. Raspberry sounded really appealing to me in theory, but the actual flavour is an overly sweet disaster. And lemon coke. Want to hear more? Yes, nothing about lemon coke. I'm not sure how to help. More. Yes, more. <laughs> more, yeah. more, yes. So, was that a blog post or something? I don't know. It's just not giving us an opinion on it. <laughs> or was that actually Google's opinion? <laughs> hey. Raspberry Coke a disaster. Oh, my God. <laughs>